At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Whoa, welcome yeah, in, baby. everybody. Yeah, baby. Hup day, hup day. What up, everybody? Sports Rup, take. Rup. Hi, don't, don't don't do that again. Don't do, whatever you just did, don't <laughs> don't what's wrong with you, man? You got you got Tourette's or something like, like that. I'm like Tyson. <laughs> what, what is Vice, wrong with you today, Vice man? Like a hammer, Barrett's guy beating up the uh the goalpost, man. That's how I roll. You got you making all these sudden gestures, Barrett's brushing his beard. What the heck's going on today, man? I don't know, man. We're we're in a weird, weird mood today. But we have we have a huge show here on Sports Take. D Gun, Barrett Brooks. Rob Ellis, we have Howie Roseman joining us in 14 minutes. But who's counting? Howie Roseman will be joining the show. The Eagles, we never use this part. We always just say GM. The Eagles executive VP and general manager, Howie Roseman, will be joining us at 12.15. Cannot wait to talk to Howie about everything that went down. God, it was I can't believe it was two weeks ago, man. It was almost two know, weeks ago man. in the draft. It flies by. But, yeah, he's going to join us at 12.15. Mark Jackson from NBC Sports Philadelphia will be joining us at 1.30 to talk some uh, Sixers after that debacle. And that's the only way I can put it last night, guys. They straight up did not show up. I will never, for the life of me, Barrett, I don't get how professional athletes in a playoff setting in a game that's probably, other than a game seven, Game five is so critical in a series, and you don't even show up. I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. I, I can't understand that either. I, I, For the life of me, I don't understand these new wave athletes. I mean, that would have never happened um, with teams that I played on, man. I mean, either we had it or we didn't have it. If we had it, we always would have it. Mm-hmm. But these guys, they have it sometimes and they don't. They turn it on and off. When I was on a good team, we played good. When I was on a bad team, we played bad. Mm. This team is so up and down. It's just like, you know, it's just like this weather here in, 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 in Philly, man. <laughs> you know, one day is cold, one day is hot, one day is rainy, one day is sunny, man. It's, you know, it's it's crazy. Heartless. How up and down these teams play. All of them, though. It's not just, it's all of them. The mm. Phillies, um, 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 you know, the, the 76ers. I mean, they all play. Well, 
I, no, because um, don't go there with the Flyers. <laughs> they played bad because they were bad. They just... won a whole lot of meaningful <laughs> games with the Flyers. So let's be clear. Yeah, I know. I just, Derek, I'm trying to figure this out. You, you know, you're in a spot that if you can win that game last night and come back to your place in an elimination game and finish them off, that's it. You could advance. And it was collective. I, Doc Rivers is literally begging them in, in, in a huddle after the first quarter. Hey, you guys have to play harder. How can a coach have to beg these guys to play harder in a playoff game? I would like to go on record and say <laughs> I refuse to talk about the 76ers today. I am still um, in a state of shock as the how inept seven-figure athletes are not jacked up to play a significant game because if you take it to them, you're in the driver's seat. You may not have to go back to Miami for a potential seventh game. And the thing that irks me the most is, as you just said, Rob, Doc Rivers admits he's begging with grown professional men making seven-figure incomes to play harder. And he says after the game, they were more physical. We didn't run anything. Now, here's the thing that gets me the most is when your center, Joel and B, said, we weren't focused enough. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, first of all, you're playing in an arena that's not packed, okay? All right. So you can easily take the crowd out, you know. Um, Adebayo didn't beat you. Tyler Hero didn't beat you. A supporting cast of players stepped up on their side and took you to the woodshed. And your guys who rallied around an injured center at home and took it to Miami, took this momentum away from them, took the heart out of them for two games, goes down to Miami, goes down to Miami fully knowing you can be in control of this series and end it in a few days on your court. And you come out and you tell us, people who are already hurting, shocked, dismayed, that we weren't focused enough. We didn't run anything. I'm begging professional athletes to play harder. And I'm sitting back going, wow. And then if they bow out, if they get smoked at home to what is it tomorrow night? Tomorrow. Yeah. You want people to have sympathy for you? There's no, 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 there's no sympathy. There is no sympathy. I'm telling you, there can be no sympathy. It'll get ugly. It will get ugly. Uh, You know, I, and there's this huge debate whether Embiid was more upset because he didn't get the MVP or he's just hurt or whatever. Here's what I know about this team over the last five, six years. And, and, and the one constant is Joao. And look, he is a singular talent. He's an unbelievable talent. There's always nonsense. There's always BS. There's always some kind of drama, whether it's an injury or something else. There's always stuff hanging over this team, it feels like. In the whole process era, there's always right. been something. How about... You just suck it up, shut up, get tunnel vision, forget about the distractions, and go out there and play, man. Like, you know, I mean, and Barrett, it was across the board. Harden was, eh. Maxi didn't show up, and B didn't show up. Uh, uh, Niang, who's been a, just a, a god awful anchor, bringing everybody down. Uh, Green stunk, Thibel stunk. The entire team, no one lifted them up last night they have it's there's no finger pointing because it's every damn one of you guys who didn't show up last night rob i um yesterday i I did an event for the eagles 
um, for Eagles fans. You know, we talked about the rookies, you know, me, Spadero, um, um, what's his name? The wide receiver from Michigan. Um, oh my goodness. Jason Avant. Avant. Yeah. Me yep. and Avant. Yep. So we're talking to the fans and everything, you know, great event, man. So I didn't get to see the first half. Okay. I finally get to back to the house and I turn it on and I see that. I mean, it was, I watched it for five minutes and turned it off. Turn but, you know, but you know what, Barrett? You're right when you said it's not just the Sixers. Look at the playoffs across the board, man. Right. You know, Dallas got smoked last night. Mm-hmm. You know, and they knew fully what was at stake. Mm-hmm. The same thing. It's been like this throughout the NBA playoffs. Well, that's man. what I said. The athletes, today's athletes are just so different from when me, Seth. The South. I, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, South, we, we play, you know, you – our veterans would not let that happen. Our veterans would have us right. so tied in. And the only way you wouldn't play well is if you stunk. If you stunk, you then you just stunk. You know, it, it was a lot less. When, when teams were good, they played good. When they were bad, they were bad. And, you know, it wasn't really a sense that, you know, unless it was a, a, a rivalry game or something like that, that you would have something happen like that. Here we go. My damn <laughs> My fault, Bear, guys. Bear, hey, Bear, guess Vibrate. what? Turn it down. Turn Vibrate, it down. Vibrate, brother. Vibrate. Bear, Bear guess what? <laughs> what? I told you I'm not technology savvy, right? But here's one thing I do know. There's this little bitty button on the side know, of the phone man, right I know. here. All you have I to know. do is flip it down, and it the phone goes silent, man. I learned that much about these smartphones. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Agreed. So, Agreed. So, B. Brooks, don't make me come to your house, man. I mean, I know, I've never man, been invited, but never been invited I, to your yes, house. Yes, you have been invited. You've been invited not, several a times. That's a, a lie. Yes, yeah. you have. I, I've invited you several times. You just decided not to. See, I invited you to come get in my pool. No, you oh, did not. Oh, yes, whoa. I did. A pool invite? Yes, I did. Okay. In well, fact, your you. kids were there when I invited you. What? Yes. No, a, I was a, at a, your house. I invited uh, you over. We need, do and, we need to get the gun uh, hey, children on? To and, the, and, then, and then hold on. We might have to get them on, bro. No, hold on. This, this, this is what let – me, let me show you why. And he'll, he'll remember it now. I said, yeah. I said, well, you know, the grandson, you know, they go to the pool over his in-law's house, over, over his in-law's house. They go in the yep. pool all the time. Right. So they would love to. Say, I appreciate you. He said, I appreciate you inviting me. You don't Derek, remember that, do you? Derek, you're You remember it now. See, he remembers it now. Cause that, oh, I think you I got him. He, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Rob, Rob, it, it's a, uh, it's not just a pool. It's a pool with salt water in it. Look at it. Helps. It helps for See? buoyancy and your skin. It helps oh, you with your skin. Oh, what he does? It actually does. Okay. Hey, uh, then, then, I, then I need to bathe in that every day. Then, well, hold on. Now, the now, now, Rob, I'm, hey, I'm, look, a, look. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna invite you over. You and your family over too, man. Oh, and, man. And, and, I'll even have the uh, what is it? What is it? Um, the uh, the the one hundred. What what do you call it? Um, the uh, suntan lotion. SP one hundred. SPF one hundred. I'm gonna have SP one hundred. Are you gonna like your case of stateside vodka? Put my case of SPF. Are you are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that 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 Rob's a little pale? Rob Rob does not. Him and the sun doesn't work, man. Remember, man, he he doesn't like the sun. I'm see through. The sun and I have an agreement. Hey, look. Stay away from each other as much as possible. <laughs> hey, look, man, all these people are like, we want Howie. Hold up. Check check yourselves, people. I just got a notification that Howie and the PR staff are on a Zoom meeting. As yeah. soon as he's free, he'll jump on. So all he right. might not be on exactly at 1215. Right. We're close. But he'll be on. Okay? We're so close. so pump the brakes, people. Well, think They're going to give this. you what you want. Pump yeah. the brakes. We're, so Howie's going to be joining us. And we'll have Mark Jackson a little bit later. Look, we're going to dive into the Sixers. Heavy, head first, man. That's for sure. We'll, we'll talk about the Phillies. Everything's on the table 
for sure. But so, Howie's going to be joining us soon. Well, what's the matter? Who is this? Who is this? Uh, so Dope King, one of my favorite sports shows, D Gun Barrett and the White Guy. <laughs> you know what? That was actually going to be the name of the show. We decided at the last second uh, against it. But when maybe we'll bring that back. Oh. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's oh, funny. My heart hurt, man. No, we can't yeah. say we can't say those words. We live in a very sensitive world right I now. I know. I'm so offended. That, that wouldn't fly. What? I'm highly offended. I didn't say it. That dude said it, man. I didn't say it. I, I, I may not be able to go on with the rest of the show. I'm so destroyed. I'm destroyed. Mental, mental you know, mental anguish. Yes, I, I, I need a, uh, look, a maintenance man. day, as, as they say. Yeah. Look, I, I, look, look, man. I don't, I don't speak it. I just read it. I'm just telling you what the guy said, man. Kind of like it, actually. I like that name. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with you too, Rob? I know we. I we, we Barrett, all need to, uh, Barrett, some help. Can, can you imagine if we referred to him as that every day on the show? Oh, How man. many FCC would shut us down? First yeah. of all, uh, you'd have all kind of people people on here, man. It'd be like 2020 all over again. I hate to say, but yes, you know, man, yes. No, we can't we can't do that. You can think it, Barrett, but you can't say it. Exactly. Why would right. I be thinking that? Oh, That's Rob, Rob, man. I, I don't know, man. Come on, man. Just throwing it out there, man. Do what I got to deal with, man. Uh, I'm That's with the saltwater pool, ooh! Oh, <laughs> that's how we got there. But we we, we will have a pool part. Maybe we'll do a show from the pool one day. So we have, we, we could the, definitely do that. That would be fun, man. We could definitely do that. Yeah, I think we and take. Then a you'll show see. The you'll see. You'll see how crazy my life is, and then you guys would have more, be more, you know, understanding of my plight, man. You how know how simple your life is. Yes. Now you were well, doing what we would you have going on today? Some boat stuff? Like what was happening today? We we, we, yeah, we touched I, um, base a little bit earlier with our meeting and you were you were I, out there. Yeah, some I decided like I'm a, um I, the boat I had, like I said, the boat I have is a 1998 Seahawks. And uh no, it's a 94. It's a 1994 Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And um I, I, I repowered it. You know, it used to have a 175 on it, the Everroot 175. I put a uh a, a two thousand five um Johnson two hundred on it. Now, is, how much it, more is that than what you had? Is it like a big well, time? Yeah, step it's like up? twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-five more horsepower. Okay, and it's a bigger motor. And um, I'm, I was just going to change the wiring unit, the wiring harness, because you can't use the same wiring harness with that uh, motor with the old, because that old, the other motor was older. Mm-hmm. So I was just going to change the wiring harness, and then I thought about it. You know what? I'm going to rip all the wiring out because I got to looking around it, and I saw a lot of rusted uh, electrodes and stuff like that. So you know what? I'm going to rewire the whole thing. So I bought everything to get it rewired. I got everything and everything came in. It took like a month to get there. I got everything in and I started to do it. And as I started to do it, I said, you know what? I don't want to risk burning my boat up where it's sinking because, of, you know, because <laughs> it caught on fire. So I said, you know, what? I'm going to let somebody else do this. Yeah. So I had the guys come pick it up today so they can rewire the whole thing. Oh, okay. Uh, so I usually is, would do it. This is rare. It. He's not doing it himself, right, D-Gun. Right, this right. Is, I would usually do it. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. I, I, got, I got all the stuff for me intending on doing it myself. But then okay. I thought about it. All right. There's not enough time in the day, number one. Number two, I want to make sure I'm going fish within the next two weeks. And then I just want to make sure that this, you know, if I'm out there and me, D-Gun, and you are out there 30, 40 miles out. Then it happened, bro. Home. Then it happened. <laughs> I will tell you right now. You can, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I want to tell you in front of We don't of all need that scenario where it's like, uh, you know, we're just going... <laughs> I want to I want to make sure that I, I I'm I'm on, on the record saying this in front of Rob and all of our followers. Here we, here we go. 
if you try to take that boat out beyond a five-mile radius, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I will reach behind that boat and pull that gas plug right out. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to be stranded until a Coast Guard come and get us or something. You remember, no, you know going. What, here's what it's going to be like. You remember the scene in Jaws when right? – <laughs> You just yeah. want to look at him now. Yeah, right? see, that's he it. wants to call in for that's help it. and that's quit. It. Busted open with a bat. Yeah, that's what Gunner's gonna do yeah. if you yeah. try to take. Because see, here's out. what's gonna happen. You, you see, speaking of Quentin, you remember at the end of the movie when the shark lands on top of the boat and flips the boat on the angle like this? Yeah. And Clinton goes and slides down. Uh, yes. Quentin slides down in his jaws. Yeah. That's not gonna be D Gun. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right D, now. D Gun doesn't go in the shark's house. Well, hey, how D, about D Gun ain't going in the shark's house. See, D Gun so already talking... talked to D Gun. D Gun ain't going in the shark's house. <laughs> but while I'm talking to the guys that get the boat. They knew who I was, you know, so they were like, you know, talking to me too. Cause one of them, one of them's my boy. Okay. But he brought by the guy that's gonna rewire the boat. He brought him by. And as I said, I started talking. He said, Is that Rob Ellis? <laughs> Rob, he called you Robbie. Is that Robbie? Yeah. And then you said some, and I said, D Gun, D Gun too. I can't believe you're talking to D Gun and Robbie. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, these are my guys. We got a show together. Yeah, da, 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 da. Bro, he sat there and looked at me. I mean, it was almost like a kid, you know. He was on the side of the truck like this. Wow. <laughs> wow. Tell him. Tell him we said hi. So, well, tell him we said hi. He's got, he's got to jump in on the show, man. So I'm going to thank you. My bill right. is probably going to be next to nothing because of you two. I appreciate it, man. Um, but, Rob, do you realize what we're talking about here? Um, <clears throat> something we can never relate to. Um, I have a boat that needs to be rewired, and um, I have a specialist oh, rewiring oh, oh, oh. my boat. He got um, not right, not right. He got I you got, could go buy a boat right now, a brand new no, boat. I gotta nope, buy used boat. Nope, you could buy nope, a brand new boat. Nope, 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 dude. I can't even afford the motor on a boat. Okay, <laughs> he got you've been made, you've been rich for a long time. Rich, I'm, I'm rich in spirit. That's about you got, it. No, you started a network, both of you guys did start a network. Hey, Comcast un unfortunately, we didn't get any any proceeds from. Thank you, Rob. Would you explain to him? Yeah, we had to start at the bottom and work our way up. They, yeah. they, it's yeah. not like they 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 wheeled in the you know gold doubloons uh, and gave it to me. Hey, look, man, we were bro, broke all those ways, stocks, bro. All those stocks they gave you guys early. They didn't give us all this. They gave us ten shares. I cast that in a long time ago. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. No. Dude, they gave me they gave me 10 shares too after my fifth year. You know, that was, yeah, that was the thing. Yeah. They gave me 10 shares. That's all they give us. Yeah. We don't get it anymore. No. no, no. Don't get your hopes up, man. Yeah, that's why you're gonna be hanging with us. That's why you're gonna be hanging with us. That's why you that's yes. why you that's why you here, man. Lowering your boat standards. I see hang people on the on our stream asking, yeah, how he's gonna be joining us soon. Uh he's he's obviously a busy dude. So when he is ready, We'll bring him right on, so don't sweat it. Well, you, you, you're not tuning in to not get Howie. We're going to give you Howie, that's for sure, so don't sweat it. All right, let me ask you guys a question. If I, if, I, if I said to you, and you're looking at this season, Eagle season coming up, and you had to describe it in a, in a sentence, what would it be? Um, wait, wait, say that again? Describe the Eagles' upcoming season for you in, say, one sentence. This, to, this season to me? is Jalen Hurts maturation mm -hmm. or decline. Okay. I like that. I, I was just going to say, I was going to go two words, Jalen Hurts, but I like the way you put it, Barrett. How about yep. you, Derek? Um, I will say this is a season of optimism. That's this, fair. This That's is a, this pretty is good a, too. Yeah. This is a season where, um, you know, people are saying boom or bust. No, it's not. Make or break. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, I will say this is a season of optimism. 
because of the additions, both by way of free agency and the draft, and the way the schedule is playing itself out, uh, has laid itself out for the Eagles. But as we all know, you know, and I, you know, I tell people all the time, never judge a team by the preseason, okay? Because I've seen teams go 4-0 in the preseason and end up at the bottom of the division, you yeah. know, in the regular yeah. season. I've seen teams go winless in the preseason, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're at a conference championship game. So, yeah. um, you know, I don't judge it by that. I judge it by what I see on paper in terms of personnel and, of course, obviously the health of a team. And as we know, um, a lack of health cost this team a lot sure. after the Super Bowl years. And uh, we've seen it happen with other teams around the league. And, you know, th- because the Eagles, especially at key positions, are kind of thin still, mm-hmm. they have to have this frontline player from start to finish to succeed. I yeah. Think. No, look, I, I would say um, certainly there's there's the word optimism, I think, comes up a lot, you yes. know, in, in regards to this. And I think it yes. especially escalated considering what went down two weeks ago with the draft, with the addition of A.J. Brown. I think people are very optimistic about this team. All right, so uh, the man of the hour, he is here. He is joining us. Oh! We appreciate This is the debut of Howie Roseman. Yes, the Eagles executive VP and GM on Sports Take. D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellison. Look at this crew I got to spend time with. My man. Now, you you know D-Gun has juice to get you, Howie. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm going to tell you what. I'm never coming on again if I have to sit here and listen to about injuries. (laughs) Blame Derek. Blame Derek, Howie. No, see, see, he heard what he wanted to hear. Howie, you missed the part where I said it's a season of optimism. It is. Yeah, well, let's keep let, let let's uh let let's see what happens. We got a long way to go, see, on, you know. That's what. Hey, hey, look, look, how right out to shoot, man. Will you put people's minds at ease? <laughs> because everybody's just ecstatic about the free agency that your players you brought in, the draft. But people keep going back to. But what about safety and corner? How do you respond to that? Well, I think like obviously um, for all of us, for me. Personally, you know, the best year of my career was when we won a world championship. And I just remember being in May and uh, a lot of concerns about the running back position, a mm-hmm. lot of concerns about the corner position. Um, that didn't really go away in August either, right? And I think um, we're always going to come out of a draft of an offseason with some positions that you know, people are going to go, well, I wish they were a little better here. I mean, the, the world championship team this year will have some issues right now. So, um, we got to keep working. We got to keep finding it again. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud of our staff. I'm proud of our group that um, we're in a better spot that, than we were. You know, um, we took a down year, obviously, an embarrassing year a couple of years ago. And um, we keep building and, and we keep trying to um, get back in a position where we can have that kind of fun again. Howie, draft aside, personnel aside, I, I have a question for you. Because you have a job that a lot of people in the city, in the country, in the world would love to have you're the architect of an NFL. Careful what you wish for. (laughs) Part of where I was going with this. (laughs) Honest question. Do you ever sit back and I, you know, just take a break from a second for a second and say, damn, it's pretty cool what I get to do every day. You know, I'll tell, I'll tell you what, um, you know, I've, I've been so fortunate to be here for a long time and I don't take that for granted. You know, I, I know that I have a huge responsibility to our organization, our team, our players, our coaches and our fans. And, um, you know, every day I, I wake up and, and I'm very, very grateful about the opportunity. But I also know, like, um, I got I to perform. And 
um, before the draft. And, and, you know, obviously um, I've been fortunate to be with Jeffrey a long time and, and he grabbed Nick and I and he said, how lucky are we that we get to do this tonight? Mm-hmm. And I had never heard him say that before, you know? And, and I kind of turned and I'm like, we are the luckiest people in the world. And, yep. and I, um, I feel very fortunate to do that. Now, you know, there's a competitive part of me. I go to the Sixers game last Friday and, um, and, and a guy's walking by me and my family. I got freaking four kids. Like at some point, like, you know, come on, you can do whatever you want to me. They're already going to have PTSD from, you know, you have to do that half the time. And so, you know, I walk by me like 100 miles an hour and he's like, hey, Howard, you redeemed yourself. And of course, like, I can't help myself. I was like, oh, the first world championship of all time. I wasn't getting my bad, bro. (laughs) That is crazy, man. (laughs) You're going to get that, man. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like a phrase out there right now. Howie Roseman doing Howie things, you know, and you got expectations right now that I mean they're probably, you know, off the charts. Yeah, but how do you feel as though, you know, since since 10 years ago, your communication with everybody in the organization, you know, with yeah. the coaching staff, with the, you know, the, the um, scouting, you know, people in your office, you know, how's that called communication? How have you learned to deal with that better um, as, you know, in your tenure right now? Well, I think you don't really understand the ramifications of a job. You always want a job, and then you don't really understand the ramifications of it until you sit in the seat. And then, you know, experience is a great teacher. Um, And I think because of all the people that we have here, what does legacy mean to me? Legacy means to me, one, obviously, like, let's try to stack. Let's try to get another trophy for sure first before we talk about more than that. But let's try to do that. Um, That's really important to me. Very proud of what we've done here. Um, since I started. But the second part of that is how many people leave Philadelphia, players, coaches, certainly front office staff, and say, like, Philly had a huge impact on their lives and a mm-hmm. positive impact on their lives. And so uh, because I feel like I've been so fortunate um, to sit in this seat, um, I don't, and I don't take it for granted, to me, how can I help the, the people around us? And, and listen, I got to make bad, tough decisions. Like, that doesn't mean it's always happy-go-lucky. Like, I got to I, I'm fortunately, I get, you know, the first thing we do before the season starts is basically, you know, tell 27 guys that they don't have a job anymore. Yeah. And um, sometimes I got, I got to make tough decisions and people aren't going to be happy. You know, like I'm not, I'm not going to be not only all the time, the fan favorite, but you know, even in the building with some of the decisions we have to make to move forward. Um, I think that's a hard part of the job. I think um, I've kind of learned like, that's just, that's just my role. You know, uh, a lot of times I got to be the bad cop which stinks, but, um, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm very excited about the people that we have. I'm very excited about the opportunity we have in front of us and uh, continuing to try to build this thing back and, um, you know, get the competitive fall on our head one day again. Hey, by, by the way, I'm, I'm coming to your office. I'm coming to your office. I'm going to get a job with you because you are sending guys out left and right, you know what I'm saying, to high know, positions, man. you know. So um, hire me next, you know, so I can get one of those high positions in the NFL also. <laughs> I'll tell that- you, you know, it, it was – it's – um. It's a challenge, you know. Normally, this time of year, it kind of the the the, the foot comes off the gas a little bit. But um, you look at it, Joe D, uh, AB, Andrew Barry, Pat, Ian, Brandon. I mean, Pat Stewart was named vice president of player personnel. We lost Dwayne Joseph. We lost John Hill. Um, I mean, these guys are nine people who've left here. Yep. Important parts of what we're doing, and so um, just like a team, you know, like we had a retool and we had that three year run. Um, and then we took a, a, a embarrassing step back and we had a retool uh, in the front office side. You just got to look at it as an opportunity, you know, let's, let's get some talented guys. And I think we started that process. We got a lot of 
good people that are, are that are coming in and um, we're not done yet. We're still looking. So. Howie, let me let me ask you about the draft because I you know I thought you guys had a had a really great Thursday to, to Saturday in general, but I want to I want to ask you about the Kobe Dean and where you guys the value where you ended up getting him. We normally you kind of hear this stuff, you hear some of the whispers there, whether it's a physical thing or something off the field. Certainly not the case with the Kobe Dean, but mm-hmm. did did you have an idea that he would start slipping, or was this a surprise to you as well, like it was to the public? It was a surprise. Um, you know, quite frankly, like I didn't leave our medical meeting feeling like, you know, there's maybe an opportunity for this guy where there were certain other guys that you got this, this guy may fall and we'll take him at the right place. Um, you know, it wasn't really a big conversation. I think when he was there in the second round, it was kind of like, all right, maybe it makes sense. Off ball linebacker, never tested. Like maybe that made some sort of sense. Um, and when we passed him, it, it was, it was hard, it was hard to pass him because of the kind of person and player he is. Um, but as it got closer to the picks, you know, and I think this happens a lot in the league, you kind of go, maybe I don't know something, you know, maybe I'm missing mm-hmm. something. And so just kind of really like talking to other people, like talking to some of my friends who I knew weren't, you know, in the vicinity of where we were picking, like, am I missing something here? Um, and then sometimes you just got to say, you know what, like it's, um, um, it's, it's just an opportunity and, uh, don't yeah. overthink it and don't, don't out talk yourself and about, uh, <clears throat> about 10 picks before because i am superstitious i just wrote down like no matter what we're offered take nicobe you know and mm-hmm. of course because you know um i, I everyone wants to constantly challenge me you know I, and no matter what religion we are i think there's a constant challenge and of course we get the best trade offers in the whole draft like right around that pick you know and it's like, <laughs> you know, but, um yeah i'm, I'm um it, there was no temptation at that point no matter what we were offered because uh, it's hard to find people, who, people and players who make a difference. And mm-hmm. I know this person's going to make a difference for us. Um, and very optimistic that the player can make a difference. For us. Hey, Howie, uh, you know, for years, people have chastised the organization. Why don't they take more players from the SEC? Your last two drafts, your top picks have been from the SEC. What changed in philosophy? Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, I, I went to school in the SEC. You know, I kind of grew up watching SEC football and wanted to be part of that. Um, obviously, couldn't play at that level, but I, I loved it. And I knew it was the best competition. And I felt like um, going to Florida and seeing that competition and trying to be involved with that football program, like, you know, that's the, that's the level of competition. And, um, you know, I think there, there was kind of this narrative for a couple of years. Those guys got, got beat up. And so they were coming into the NFL, like they were used up in the SEC. They were coming into the NFL with some medical concerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, SEC football. Um, but it's funny you say this, and, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. Um, you know, a- after um, after Devontae and Landon's rookie season, um, you know, I, I think it was the second class game when we kind of had clinched a playoff spot. And I saw Jeffrey, and he goes, man, those Alabama guys, they're just ready to play. Man, they why haven't you taken more out of that? <laughs> You're getting it from everybody, man. You're getting it from everybody. And I said, you know what? You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm really like, I'm, I'm my toughest critic. And I said, and I, I feel like, I, I still feel like I'm growing, you know, and I feel like I have so much room to continue to improve and um, I'm going to do whatever that takes. And I yeah. think when you look at that, um, Really, it's it's a little bit common sense, right? You know, yeah. like, and and we have we have a summer house in Orange Beach, Alabama, and my wife's grandfather, God bless him, he's ninety two years old, still living, and 
you know, he says all the time to me, he's like, you know, what do I got to do to tell you to freaking take Alabama guys? You know, so you get it, you're getting it from Jeffrey, from, from your grandpa, oh, grandpa. It's crazy, man. It's unbelievable. Uh, how I got, I got in public this to, you know, like six games. Sixers games, too. Yeah, you're right. Uh, let me ask you about uh, – I found the whole Kelsey thing fascinating with Cam Jurgens, And, you know, he was talking about how much he loves this guy, reminds him of him. Says a lot about Jason that he's willing to be that that guy for you, that sort of consultant, if you will. Yeah. How did that whole thing come about, uh, Howie, and how did, how did you land on Cam after all that time? Well, it's amazing. We have a lot of guys who've been here a long time, and I've been fortunate to be with them a long time. And and um, I'm proud of the relationships that um, that we have with our players. And I feel like you know, players know players. And so when you talk to players, and shoot, I'm surprised Barrett's not really nodding his head. You know, players know players. But uh, I, you know, I, I think for, from my perspective, when you know, we have a lot of those guys and we started to hire some of our guys, you know, Celtics doing some scouting work for us. Darren Sproles doing some scouting work. You know, Connor's about to get another promotion here because of the work that he's done. And and I know I got a bunch of guys in our locker room and go, I'm, I'm going to take one of those from office. Yes. You know? <laughs> coming. Um, and so, like, I, I think, you know, Kelsey's always been interested in the draft process. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. been walking by my office on his way to see coach or stout and, Hey, you're watching, you know, what's going on, who's good in this draft. And, um, and when he said he came back, he walked in my office and he said, I was going to, I was going to come back, um, which I was, you know, I was like, I'm going to give you a hug now. Like we're, we're going <laughs> to hug that. Right. And, and um, I, I was obviously very excited. And I said, you know, what would be really cool. Like I always looked at the Packers, he gun. I was looking at the Packers, and uh, everybody knows my business. Yes, yes, Howie. Yes. Uh, I just want on a record. I want to go. The Eagles and the Packers are one and one A. Uh, right kid, there, kid. Both. Doesn't work like that. That'll be Come like on, man. tell my wife I got I I got her and someone else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Give me a break. Anyway, so, um, so I love like Packers. Basically, have had and you got the right year. I'm not gonna have the right year, but uh, they've had how many? 25 straight years of elite quarterback play, right? Yep. And for us, the center position is so important. It's so important. And so I said, you know what, Kelsey, will be awesome. Like, whoever, whenever you stop playing, those shoes are going to be so big for someone to fill. But if they learn, if they see how you do it, if they watch your work ethic, if they see how you're doing things, like instead of them coming in and being compared to you all the time, you're going to they're you're going to actually be part of that legacy. That's right. And so um there are a couple guys we like. Um love for you to watch them. You know, I'm not giving him, you know, 20 centers tell me who you like, you know, we're not doing that to him. We're basically saying here are the guys we really like. And um you know, he's such a great guy. He's like, "So if you took a guy kind of high, you'd be okay with him sitting on the bench?" And I said, "Yes, because I feel like we're going to get so much out of that going mm-hmm. forward for him to be able to learn from you in person and see what you do." Um, that that gives him a chance to be a great player. And so, you know, he had watched a, a couple of guys and um, he he loved Cam like we did. And he basically, um, you know, Jason Kelsey's working out all the time here, you know. And Cam had his top 30 visit and, you know, Cam comes to my office for a top 30 and he's like, I was just with Jason Kelsey. He's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, it's, like, it's like seeing like, you know, uh, the prettiest girl in the world for him. So it was really cool. And, and Jason was sincere in how he felt. And I, I just show, I think it shows I mean, everyone knows Jason Kelsey, but I think it, it, it's sincere. Everything about Jason Kelsey is sincere, and um, you see that when he's genuinely excited for us to draft an interior offensive line. 
Another gold jacket guy. Yeah. You're right, man. You know, no question. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. I'm yeah, Howie, we know you're we know you're tight for time. You. Yeah, we I really do appreciate it, a couple minutes Thanks today. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks, summer. Thanks. Can't wait to see you guys at camp. Yeah, yes, thanks, for, thanks for downing me out, by the way. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Howie, Howie has a, as you would imagine, a very tight schedule. So we him penciling us in there in the Eagles organization, we thank them. And Derek, great Definitely. job. Great job yeah. getting Howie, man. Yeah, you know, um, it, it, it's it's hard. You know, people, I, you know, I was asking when I've talked to him, I said, do you ever sleep? I mean, when you look at the magnitude of the job, he's one of, there's only 32 of those jobs out there, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, if you look at his track record in terms of wheeling and dealing and free agency, and so, you know, he's, he's in that upper echelon in yeah. terms of what he does. And that's not an easy job to do. It is a, it is a day-to-day job. And, you know, even when you win a Super Bowl, as soon as that Super Bowl is over, you know, once you've had a taste of champagne, people want the whole bottle, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, well, you won a Super Bowl for me yesterday. What are you going to do for me tomorrow? And that's the mindset across sports, you know, period. And, you know, it's, you know, you, you think about it, you know, he's in a position where when things are not going great, when you go in public, you know, some idiot is going to say something negative to you. Right. You, you got a hundred thousand lounge chair quarterbacks who think they know what you should be doing better than you do. Ah, nah, nah. You know, if you did, you would be doing his job, you know? Right. And we in the media, you know, we're guilty too. We critique, you know, we're hardcore, especially in a market like Philadelphia. We get paid we, to do it. We yeah. get, you know, we get paid whether it's, you know, whether that organization perceives it as fair or not, we get paid to critique what we see and what we think would enhance the product, you know? Um, but, you know, Howie has withstood the test of time for a reason. You know, Jeffrey Lurie has faith in him. Uh, they have a great relationship. Howie is one of the best capologists in all the game, you know, in terms of wheeling and dealing money. Um, I mean, you know, and so until further notice, Howie is going to do what Howie does for this organization, and, and rightfully so. Well, I, you know, I thought he did. Chair. No, yeah. there, no doubt. And I think he gave us a little bit of insight. And, you know, he did it in, in, a, in a funny way, but. There, there, there's truth behind that. He's at a Sixers game with his kids and a guy's kind of, you know, giving it to him. It, it, Jeffrey did it in a, in a fun hearted way, but Jeffrey Lurie said, hey, we can take some more of those, you know, SEC guys, these Alabama guys, his grandfather-in-law. It's like, you, you get it from all angles, man. And look, heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there's no doubt that, that that goes along with the territory. You, you open yourself up to the, to the public that way, exactly. but, it, it, but it does tell you, you know, what the, 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 the constant it, it, gunner, you put it the right way. It's yeah. like, it's, and I'm not comparing it to what we do, but we, Hey, we could have a great show and that's all well and good, but what's tomorrow. You know, yeah. what are you doing yeah. tomorrow? It's yeah. on yeah. to the next one. And when a season ends and they have, they have less and less time now to decompress these guys, both players and front office people where, you know, literally you're onto the draft, you're on OTAs, you're on the rookie Absolutely. Camp. I got to make trades, got to sign people. Blah, blah. And all of a sudden it's like, man, you don't have two seconds to just sort right. of yeah. You ain't told away. nothing but the truth, man. Because even from a player standpoint and playing in this city, and it's a lot different now than it was back then. Because yeah, you know the advent of, of, of social media and instant gratification. You can be on somebody like this. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just it's harder to be an athlete now than it was back then. Because we didn't have <laughs> camera phones and stuff like that. But people can get at you and have access to you. 24 hours a day and that I mean that's that's got to be hard for an athlete man to go through that man so imagine being a gm of what you're picking these players and if you're not being uh if, you, if you're not good enough this city will let you know so this is probably Absolutely. the hardest seat to sit in as far as a gm 
than any other place. In, I mean, even even harder than Dallas because Dallas, you know, they they own it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Their GM there is is is, a, is, a, is you know his last name is Jones. You know they right. own the right. But you look anywhere, even even in in when you go up to uh you know uh with Belichick and them up there, mm-hmm. it's way different here because the expectation of a fan here are far different, far more. There's far more of a uh of a of a, of a, of a, a a lead, you know, lead stick you have to hold when you walk around here in Philadelphia because everybody's going to take that stick and kick it. Well, even in New in York, even in New York, right, there's two teams. So some of that heat is, is you know, deflected off to the other. I know exactly. the Giants are, are more than the Jets, but whatever. They're, they're, it's Philly, man, it is – it's all right you, there. Yeah, you're, you're wearing right that spotlight. For they sure. watch Phil. You know, yeah. think about this. When I broke in this industry back in the uh, late 70s um, – Football, when football season was over, it was over. Yep. See, there was no fanfare about um, free agency. There was no fanfare about the upcoming draft. Everybody just said, okay, we'll just wait to draft. But, you know, all of a sudden the 90s hit and the offseason has become as, as integral a part of what, what we do in our daily lives as the season itself. You know, free agency now is a spectacle, a national spectacle. The draft, the NFL moves it around from city to city. Hundreds and thousands of fans want to be there for the draft. Half of them are half a mile back and can't even see the stage hard, but they want to be there, especially in a warm weather environment. People are thinking, okay, I'm there with, you know, people from all from all different parts of the country. We can make a weekend out of it, a little quick vacation, getaway weekend out of it. It's televised on various networks now. It's analyzed. It's dissected. You even have people now, when you get to the second through the seventh rounds, organizations will bring up somebody who's significant to the organization or who has done something in the community to let them stand at the podium and announce a draft pick now, man. So football is 24-7. A guy in Howie's position gets very little time off with his family now mm-hmm. you know they make time off sure mm-hmm. but they get a very small window of opportunity just to decompress breathe get away and just be an everyday guy you know that's a lot of pressure right, I don't, right. not, not a lot of us can handle that kind of pressure no you're right no. listen it is it is not it's not an easy job you're hired to be fired a lot of times whether you're a gm a coach a player you know barrett you know that man so it is you're in that constant sort of churning mode where there's always there's heat coming from behind and you're looking ahead, you're trying to get this thing set. And look, if you take it on balance for the years that Howie's been in charge, just look at it on balance. And I, we can all talk about the whiffs and yep. Justin Jefferson and all that. And there's certainly they're 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 there. But if you compare that to most other organizations, I don't mean the Patriots, but most right. other organizations, the Eagles have been more consistent than a lot of teams in that league in terms of always having a chance. To win it, would you like more than one Super Bowl? Of course, right. But they're all they 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 bounce back very quickly too when they have those. How we mentioned it twice, embarrassing season. They yep. generally bounce back pretty yep. quickly from bad years. Yep. So for whatever no that's worth. All right, so let let's do this, guys. Let's get a quickie in here. We'll come back. We'll continue to sort of rehash some of the things that we talked about with Howie, some of his insights uh, on, on what we went over with the draft and the, the the expectations of the team. We'll do that more on the Sixers for sure. Who. Just an embarrassment last night by the Sixers. We'll get into that. Phillies lose as well. A lot of other stuff. Some Urban Meyer still creeping into our our world and somehow, some way. We'll talk about that. But Mark Jackson's going to join us from NBC Sports Philadelphia at 1.30. Don't go anywhere. Smash the like button, folks. Tell your friends you're not getting this anywhere else. D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate all the love on stream for sure. Uh, hustling, man. We're just hustling. We're trying to give you something you're not going to get anywhere else. We are Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube no. Network, The Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Yes, sir. See, you can't please everybody. Look, look at Adam's exploits. He says, D Gun has the hookups, doing a great job with the guest. If only he'd get us some barbecue. Really? <laughs> really? Can, can I just live? never enough, man. Never. Can I what just have you done my- for me lately? Yeah, can I just that. live my life? Can, can what I have just you done for me please? lately? It okay, is. you got Howie now. So what? Now I need barbecue. Yeah, ha- Howie's gone and it's 12 <laughs> and I'm hungry and I want barbecue. That's, hey, that's everybody. I need, I need some ribs and some brisket and, you know, pulled look, pork. To get, to get everybody off my neck, even as we speak, Barrett has a brisket in his smoker. So you, you guys need to direct your attention to Barrett. He has a brisket smoking right now. Okay. Right now. Barrett, is that true? Yeah. Tell the truth. Confirm it. Yeah. See, Damn. you want me, Yeah. Oh, you want me to buy all these people barbecue, Dang. but you don't want to. You don't want to share the brisket. You what? Dang. What's up? What's up? Huh? Wow. Yeah, you I'm, just I'm told me. Yes, I, I am. I'm that's down. how we I'm do it. Down. I guess that's how we do it. We're you know. Wow. I'm getting people get off stitches. my neck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting people off my neck. Barry got a big fifteen-pound <laughs> brisket. On his I have now it's only three pounds, two and a half, three pounds. You bear, bear, line, bear line. All right, I got a I very, to you. I got a what? serious question for both of you guys. What favorite kind of barbecue? Oh, baby back ribs, no doubt. Same. Oh, now Barrett I will risky. say this also. My my risky. ribs, not my ribs, my um um my my wings. Ask my family about my grilled wings and, and the seasoning I put on my grilled you, wings. You're killing me. How about Ooh. you? How about you, Barrett? 
brisket number one. The brisket. So I'm, I'm a. I'm, I would go rib, wing, pulled pork. Yeah, I'll go brisket, wing, yeah. then baby back. Oh. I'm going baby back, wings, brisket. Okay. All right. Now that we're yeah, all man. starved, hey, yeah, hey, I, I hear you. Now I'm hungry. Now I want to go down and get, get a piece of this brisket or something. I'm yeah, telling why you, man. Why don't you send us some, cheapskate? <laughs> that's terrible. You know, that's that's. It's not you know, right. He's picking I on thought he was today, my man. brother's keeper. You yes. know what I'm saying? I know. Yes, I am. <laughs> Nino Brown. Hey, what did Nino say? It ain't never personal. It's always business. Mm. You buy you know, that you know, I have, I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't uh, played at Crescent, uh, part three yet. No, I haven't, I haven't played there. I'm, I'm playing. I'm actually at play tomorrow. <laughs> that was a nice segue. <laughs> what was that? Trying to, trying to get us off the brisket. Yeah, you trying to get us off the subject. Is that what no, that was? It, it didn't work. No, it was pretty obvious. <laughs> Barrett, you gotta like somewhat no. segue out yeah. of that. Like yeah, you can't man. just no. go like a. You know no, what you did? Man. You were like doing ninety down the highway and just made a left. You gotta like work <laughs> no, your no, way into no, the turn. No, bro. Yeah, I don't work like that. I'm man. trying to get the attention off me, man. Oh my god! All right, I'll I'll save you. How about hey, I bail you? Out? Hey, look All at right. Trizzy Tris LV says this personal bear. We want food. <laughs> yes, correct. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we want food, man. Get off my neck. Get on Barrett's neck. Damn right. All right. So what? Barrett what stood? Got, at, yeah. Go ahead. What stood out to you guys from from Howie? Um, he, I think he's 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 good with how this draft went, but he also yeah. understands that they have the season to go into. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh I mean, yeah. It, it, this still has the work. You know, I've seen a lot of people become complacent once they think they've done a good job. But you could tell that he has a lot more going on. It's a lot of things spinning in his head. He's still seeing I to me talking to him today, us talking to him today, he's gonna do more as far as the secondary, just from the conversation. Or, or somewhere. You. Yeah, Derek, that to me, because we always reference on the show 2017 when you know we and how we just referenced it. But when when they went into that camp, right. I remember the three of us standing there watching, saying, Man, they still right. need help here in this secondary. And yep, he went right. out there and made moves. And it's it's funny he referenced the same exact scenario. I, like I I think he, it's pretty obvious he knows they need more back there for sure. Well, see that's why I told you guys last week on this show. I said I, I knowing what I've known about Howie and watching him through the years, I I think they're going to wait until training camp. They're going to give it the OTAs, the mini camps, get into training camp, and maybe wait through a couple of preseason games and sit down and determine, okay, here's what we need to strengthen up because there's still going to be some some decent players out there. You don't have to have the top-line player to get the job done, um, you know, opposite Darius Slate. As long as you have a guy who knows the game, you know, and if he's still on the market, you want to say, well, if he's still on the market, he must stink. No, that's not always the case. You know, sometimes teams look at a player and say, he just doesn't fit what we want to do here. He's not the right age, whatever the case may be. You know, that position could be another quick fix like it was this past year with Steve Nelson. You can have another Steve Nelson. And Steve Nelson played pretty decent on that side. You know, he wasn't he wasn't bad. Fine. You know, yeah. he wasn't he wasn't Darius Slay. But how many how many teams in the NFL have two lockdown corners? Mm-hmm. Very few. That's a rarity, you know. In well, the you NFL. know, he, you're right. And Nelson, I don't think Nelson was even a um he was what made Nelson a great signing because he was the best free agent cornerback out there at the time. And I right, think that's right. what uh, how he does. He he goes out and get the best, like even you know Alshon. Say what you want to say about Alshon at the end, but before that, he was the number one wide receiver, uh, free agent 
when they signed him. Nelson was the right. number one right. cornerback in free agency when they signed right. him. He makes a big splash. Even, you know, look guys like, you know, Chris Long coming off a of Super Bowl year, LeGarrette Blunt coming off a of Super Bowl year. Two right. quality guys that were up there as far as the top free agents during that time that they signed him. You know, Timmy Jernigan's the same way. They had just coming off a, a, a great season, and he's able to get quality and talk these guys into coming. You know, some yep. guys, just, yep. they don't just want to come to, you know, you have to you have to schmooze them a little bit to get here. So whatever he's saying, he's getting some quality guys here. I, I also think there's a math to this. Like, there, there's a rhythm to this. So part of it is, yeah, we know we need help. Player X is I'll, – I'll, I'll use uh, Honey Badger as an example. I know we signed with the Saints. But you waited out as an organization. You, maybe you waited through the draft to see what you do in the draft. Or you waited out even longer so that price tag goes down. People don't want to hear that, but when you're living in a salary cap era, it, right. you have to work that way. So there might be certain free agents out there that they like, that they know if they wait until right before camp, they're going to get them at a way lower number. Right. Or if they wait That's until right. in camp, they're going to. So there's all kinds of considerations. And I keep throwing this out there. You still have Andre Dillard, man. And I love the depth that they have with him, but you can also yeah. use him as a chip. And someone, it, it always happens every year. Guys get hurt in camp. Guys get hurt in preseason games, and all of a sudden you make a move, and they're and they're saying we need a left tackle, like that's a big see, deal, and see, you can get people, a lot for it. Yeah, people out there screaming about bringing Honey Badger in here, and I and I told you guys on the show that probably probably wasn't going to happen. You know what did he get from the Saints? Like three years, thirty million, something like that. Yeah, I Eagles, what the are, was, yeah. Eagles aren't going to pay. Eagles aren't going to pay thirty million dollars. Now they no. did inquire about his availability, but when you started talking to numbers, I'm out. You know, I mean, you know, you can't have all stars at every position. It doesn't work that way, mm -hmm. you know. And the Eagles, you know, were somewhat cap strapped. Let's let's face it. You know, it's all right, you know, because they're still going to find somebody. They're going to find a corner. They're going to find a safety. They know that you you think they don't know they're thin as safety. They know right. they're thin as safety, mm -hmm. but they're giving <laughs> what they're doing is they're giving these young guys an opportunity to get you know unlimited reps, reps. in camp. Yes. 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 Reps There's nothing camp. wrong with giving these young guys a camp. Hey, unless somebody knows something I don't know, season doesn't start until September. Okay. Right. Right. You know, right. So right. You still yeah. got time. You still have time to scour the waiver wires and think about this. Also, come come August, especially in September, they're going to be a whole lot of veterans cut. Okay. A whole lot of vets. They're going to take what they can get to play for another team just to stay relevant in the league and put some money in their pocket. So, you know, you know, whether we agree with it or not, they know what they're doing, mm -hmm. you know? So hold on folks, you know, the help's coming. It's just yeah. not going to be the most expensive help. So and again, I, I, go ahead. I honestly believe the reason why they haven't pursued James Bradbury more so is because the numbers right now be, may be too high. Right. Similar situation to Tyron Matthew. I bet there's teams out there bidding a little bit more than the Eagles want to pay. If they don't get him, they don't get him. But there's going to be a whole plethora of guys to choose from come September when they have to make that final roster cut before you kick off the new season. You know, and, and yeah. look, the, yeah. the other thing is they're not going to be perfect at every spot, even after all this goes down. And even it, when it is September, no, you know, no, you're going no. to look at certain positions and say, okay, I don't really love that. But if you go around the league, almost every team is in that same position where yes. there's certain spots and you say, mm, yes, don't love it. But it is what it is, man. You're you're dealing with a, a salary cap era. You're dealing with some misses in the drafts before, which have you playing catch up and sort of digging yourself out of a hole. It's just what it is at this point. I, look, I, I think people went from being maybe on the fence about this team prior to draft week 
to being what we were talking about right before Howie came on to being really optimistic now. Yeah. Not that they're a great yeah. team, not that they're the team to beat in the NFC, but this team could certainly, I think, compete for the division and yes. be a be a 10, 11. Can they improve two games from last year? Yeah, I think they can. Absolutely. Especially with that schedule. No question about it. Yeah, they're you, home you, and away schedule. No question right. about it. And, and you look at the guys that they have, they have guys there that, you know, you if you really look at it, they really need to see who these guys are. You know, a, a guy like, you know, Josiah Scott, you know, they traded for him when they got him last year from from Jacksonville, really didn't get an opportunity because, I mean, the cornerback position was relatively healthy. I'm not I, I hope I'm not jinxing Knock them, on but wood. Yeah, yeah, it, it was they were relatively healthy, healthy. And those guys played, you know, the entire season. But, they, you know, they got, you know, Tay Goins from from um, Arizona. You know, they got him in a trade. Uh, like I said, J- Josiah Scott. James Craig is, I mean, Craig James is still on the squad. You know, he's been on the squad yeah, for the past yep. three years. Uh, they got the kid from um, from uh, Alabama, you know, Josh Job. Yeah. Um, they got to pick up a kid from Duke, Josh Blackwell. They have a lot of kids that, you know, that they're trying to see if they could play, you know, Kerry Vincent Jr., you know, yeah. from, from, from yeah, Denver. Absolutely. I got him in a trade in Denver. So they want to see what these guys can do, you know. I was thinking, you know, they like Zach McPherson enough just from the sense, just from the film that I watched. I mean, I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be a guy that can come in. And 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 before it's all over with, he's going to be a starter for this team. They like him that that much. And I think he's going to be a starter for this team uh, in the not-so-distant future. You know, even it might even be now. But they're going to give him every opportunity to go out there and see that he belongs on this team. And I think it's that's what you want. You know, he was last year. He was a fourth-rounder last year. But still, you draft guys so they can play. You know, they may develop a little slower, you know, a little, you know, earlier. I mean, but it just depends on if this kid he play. And if you look at him, he looks like he can play. He looks like Tarzan, man. He looked like he had the body type to go out there and be somebody right, that right. can they can line up and play. Yeah, and, and you know, they they spent a lot of money on undrafted free agents. The kid Goodrich out of Clemson, they gave him two hundred seventeen thousand right. dollars. So he's See, another guy yep, who's going to get a look. So yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of things I think to be determined. This is not. What you're seeing now is not necessarily what you're going to get in September. So no. I, I would just caution people with the roster, you know, to look at it from that standpoint. All right, we're going to step aside. We'll come back and we'll keep rolling with the birds. We'll certainly talk about the uh, the Sixers. Mark Jackson from NBC Sports Philadelphia is going to join us at 1.30. And maybe he can explain to us guys how, how they how they just lay down in that game last Embarrassing. night. Embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, I can't figure it out, man. And I, we'll, we'll dive into it a little bit more. Phillies as well. Don't go anywhere. D-Gun, Barrett Brooks. Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. And look, I know it's a really scary proposition when you're trying to figure out what to do with your finances. I get it. Trust me, I'm I'm right in the front of that line. I've been there, done that. It is worrisome, man, especially when you talk about your family and your future. But I can say for personal experience that someone I trust with my finances is Jim Murray with the with principal financial group that's principal financial group whether it's retirement planning 401k review insurance review or if you have a small business and you need help with employee benefits that's another resource that Jim can assist you with I've entrusted my IRA my 401k rollover and Jim couldn't have done a better job for me and my family he'll do the same for you just give him a call today at 610-996-4700 Five one. That's six one zero nine nine six four seven five one. Or you can email them at Murray M U R R A Y dot Jim at Principal P R I N C I P A L dot com.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you... Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the Cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Hour number two. Happy Wednesday, everybody. What is this? We have the chair. We have Derek. We have Rob. What is this? Did we say something to offend? Is is or is he going to get some brisket? No, no, he went to go check on the temperature of the brisket. I guarantee you that. Yes, Barry. I thought he was just taking a lunch break. I didn't know what was going on. No, he over there checking on the brisket. I know what he did. We were worried about you, dude. We thought you rolled on us to go get something to eat. Yeah, I know he did. Rubbing it in our faces, Rob. I know. I know what he's doing. Oh see? no! See what I mean? Oh no! That ain't he right, really man. Is. That, see, that's that, not right. That is below <laughs> the line, man. That's wrong like, on so many levels, man. Not cool. Sorry, not guys. Cool. Not cool, Barry. I'm sorry. Especially when I have nothing in my house to eat. You're that's you're really you're really rubbing it in, man. That is not not cool. But anyway, good to see everybody. Thanks everybody for hanging out. Smash the like button. Tell a friend, man. Tell a friend. We're having a lot of fun. So we had Howie Roseman on. If you if you missed it. You just go to Jacob Media YouTube Network, uh, and you can check out anything you missed, by the way. We podcast everything. Check out the segment. He, came, he joined us right around uh, 1220, somewhere around there. We had Howie on. By the way, tomorrow, guys, we're going to have Ray Didinger. Ray announced his retirement on Sunday. Ray and, and Barrett, you guys did a really good really good job. Nice send-off last night on yeah. NBC Sports yeah, Philadelphia. Man. Yourself, Michael B., and, and Danny, Danny Pommels, uh, with, with Ray. But he'll be joining us tomorrow, so we'll talk to – to Ray a little later in the show, Mark Jackson's going to be joining us to try and figure out what the heck happened last night. We talked about it a little bit before how we jumped on guys, but I'm, I'm still sitting here right now. I watch, I watch every game that I can with my son when he's home from school. Right. So we're watching last night and he's a diehard Sixers fan We're it's about midway through the second. And I, and I just said, and I wasn't trying to be a buzzkill, but I just said, no, 
they're not coming back tonight. Like this is, they're done. Like what you see is what you're going to get the rest of this game. They're not going to all of a sudden flip a switch. This thing is over. And the fact that I'm saying that in the second quarter of a game five of an Eastern Conference semifinals, after you just won two at your place to get right back in this series, really speaks volumes to, to what's, I'll, I'll stand up. What's going on right there? That's a that's a heart, not not a breast. Whoa, whoa. absolutely! Shot fire, shot yes. fire. And that's hey. just one thing you should never question with an athlete: is their heart. That's the most damning thing you can say because you can take care of the intangibles. You can take care of how good a shape you are, how um how you prepared yourself, and how well you know you know their plays and everything. But you can't control how much you play because that's a coach's. Um, call, but you have to be able to dictate and 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 go out there and play as hard as you can play, giving it all every single opportunity because you're not guaranteed to have this, you know, opportunity. You know, it, it's one of those things where today or tomorrow something could happen. You might not be on the team, or you may not make it to the playoffs again. They're blowing it like they'll be there next year. You don't know. You never know. You know, effort doesn't take talent. I, I tell my kids that all the time, right? I, I mean, well, that's you, perfect. That's you, perfect right there. Yeah, you're going to miss shots. There, there's going to be things that happen. You know, the other the ball doesn't necessarily go your way. But last night, something you could control, which is your effort, you chose not to in a playoff setting, and that to me is unforgivable. I, I allowed myself to believe that even though they were down 12 points that they somehow, some way would come back and, and make a game of it. Not necessarily win the game, but at least make it competitive. They played worse in the second half than they did the first half, knowing what was at stake. And, Rob, you mentioned something about the second quarter, and it hasn't come out yet. I'm still waiting to find, see if it will ever come out. I think when Embiid took that shot to the head in the second quarter, he wasn't the same after that. You know, he played the game, he finished the game. But when you look at you look at Embiid's stat line for the game, 17 points and five rebounds. When was the last time Embiid was single digit in rebounds? Yeah. You know, you can okay, you can say, okay, the points we get, you know, but single digit in rebound? Yep. When he's he, the biggest man on the court? Derek, you know what it is? He didn't whether this was the face, the head, whatever, he wanted no parts of being anywhere near the paint. He spent large, large, large portions of that game just floating on the yeah, outside, man. yes. which means he's not going to rebound. And they're a bad rebounding team to begin with. So if a beat isn't getting you double figures rebounds, you're in massive trouble. And again, you know, you go back to last night, the, the, some of the key things that I, that I always look at when I'm just trying to like decipher points and, and, and everything else, but they get out rebounded by 10. Again, yeah. yep. they get out assisted by 12. Yep. Like, you know, these kind of things can happen. And, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, and frankly, I don't care if he was mopey about the MVP or he was hurt. Like, I, I get it. All I know is he was he was checked out from the beginning of that game, man. He was yeah. not mentally engaged in that game last night. I, I, and, th and they follow his lead. I hope it never comes out that he was down about not winning the MVP. Because if anything, I'd have been running through people for 48 minutes. Okay, are you didn't name me the MVP. I'd have been, I'd have had 50 points. I'd have been so fired up about not being the MVP when it was obvious who should have won that that honor, I'd have been jacked up. There's no excuse for you coming out. To me, that game last night looked like the first two games of the Toronto series. Yeah, when the Sixers played. Game, no, it, the two they lost. Yeah, it looked they like lost. that. 
Yeah, they look like those two. They lost to Toronto. They're getting beat off the dribble, getting slammed on the boards, couldn't hit the ocean from the outside. And last night was was lethargic at its finest from start to finish. Even if you even if you you you're down, the the sense of urgency about what you could do. We're this close to getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. We could take down the number one seed in the East and move to the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, and you throw up a dud like that exactly. on national TV? But I, I think you guys kind of laid it, laid it out yesterday, and, 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 it, and it definitely showed its head yesterday when you guys said, that, all right, they don't – you guys – and don't mind that Jimmy Butler gets 40 points or 35 points, right, you know, right. because everybody else will be in single digits. Well, that's exactly what played out. Jimmy Butler had just 23 points. But then they had six other people in double digits. Mm. Yeah. That means everybody yeah. else went yeah. to, and came to the party. Yeah. It wasn't him being the only scorer. You know, and, and, anytime PJ Tucker, 10 oh points. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Come goodness. on, man. You know, and, that, and that's the, and it's damning with PJ Tucker because PJ Tucker is a hustle guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a muscle guy. You know what I'm saying? He's the yeah. muscle of the team. You know, he's that spark plug for the team. Out of bio with 12. You know, you don't want him, you know, to be that a, a, a force. He was a force yesterday. You know what I mean? He was a force. I mean, come on, man. No, Barrett, like, to your point, Max Struess, who had been yes. in witness yes. protection, you know, right. for the first four games, goes for 19 and 10. And now all of a sudden, you know, you lit that fire and he's going back tomorrow night with some confidence, right? So you had a bunch of guys, it was Butler carrying all of them. Now you got guys feeling good about themselves going into this game six in Philadelphia that were just non-existent before that. So right. you, you woke them up too, in addition to everything else. Yeah. It, Why it, you it, let Struce have 10 rebounds? I mean, seriously. It's, it's how, inexcusable. How do, you, how do you allow him to have 10 Because rebounds? you don't try hard enough, Derek. Simple answer. I, I, That's all I hustle. I don't That's get all it. hustle. I don't get it. They got beat hustling. Yeah, defense and rebounding it. is effort. Defense, you're going to miss shots, like I said, but defense and rebounding is effort. And they had they not nearly enough, man. And it's – uh. It really makes you wonder about everything. You know, it's funny. There have been such swings in this series. When they got down 2-0, a lot of people thought this thing's over. And then the Sixers win even one on Friday, and it's like, whoa, here we go. And especially after winning Sunday, you figure they carry some of that momentum over last night. None. So I don't know what to make of this. Like, they could lose like they did last year at home to Atlanta in that game seven, if you remember last year in the second round. (laughs) It could be very similar to that. Or they come out and play great. I have no idea what we're getting. None in Game Six. Look, Rob, when you asked the question yesterday on the show, do you think James Harden has turned the corner? You know, after thirty-one points, my response was wait and see. Mm-hmm. And what did we see? Harden goes five of thirteen for fourteen points in a critical and pivotal game, Game Five last night. That's why I said, you know what? I don't trust. I don't trust him. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get from him night in and night out. And I'm. And here's a, here's a killer for me. Tyler Hero was 0 for 3 in the first half. He had one point at halftime. He still only finished with 10 points. He wasn't the assassin I thought he would be. Mm-mm. It's all these other guys who stepped up, man. And, you know, they stepped up and the Sixers stepped down. I don't get it, man. Tobias Harris, 12 points? You know, we've been singing his praises forever. He goes 5 of 14 for 12 points. Maxi. Maxi. Maxi's 2 for 10. Yeah, nine points in a whole and, game and, and getting torched on the other end. Yeah, I, I mean they yes. were going after him every single time on the other end. Yes, 
I, I don't I don't understand it, but see, I know who one man who does does understand, and he'll be joining us in about oh, I say about nineteen minutes. Mark Jackson, because mm-hmm. you know Mark Jackson's gonna let loose. I can't he was wait fired up. I watched. I, I, I was going back and forth between uh, NBC Sports and and the end. Of, the TNT had a little bit of time before their second game. Uh, I'll tell you, Charles and and Shaq at halftime and at the end of the game pulled no punches. Man, they right, right. they laid and beat out. They laid yeah, they out. Did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But again, and not to make excuses, but again, I wonder when Embiid took that shot, did it affect him in some way? You yeah, know, I don't. I don't think he's right, Derek. I mean, I I, I'm, I'm not I making excuses either. for him either. Like, if you're playing, you got to show up more than he did. But he's definitely, he's not himself, and there's no doubt. And I think the the home adrenaline sort of carried him a little bit, but he still wasn't himself in those games either. He was better. But that said, I mean, if you have any prayer in six. Yeah. He's going to have to be borderline yeah. great. And if he's not, they're not going to win. It, it, it seems it, like it, the home games, the home games are, 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 you know, the home crowd really gets them amped up, you know. So, I mean, it, it, it held true to, you know, yesterday with being back in Miami. Right, right. So, I'm hoping that we get the same thing, same type of effort uh, going in tomorrow that they're going to, you know, home, the home crowd is going to get them going just to have a prayer uh, going into the, the seventh game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I can't for the life of me figure out what their situation is, what the my what the mentality was. And again, you could lay some of this on Doc Rivers for maybe not having them prepped in between the game in between. But I see a guy last night begging guys to play hard in a playoff that's, game. That's and sad. I have a hard time coming down on Doc Rivers, man. That that to me falls on the players. That's effort, man. That's that's, that's, that's effort, man. You it's, that's one thing that you you can't let anybody else dictate. Your effort is, is is what makes you who you are. Is how you get viewed as a player. You know, effort should never be why you're not making a team or why you're not playing hard. I mean, mm. you you, sh- you should it sh- nobody should ever question your effort. No, nobody should ever no. question that. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing about me. Nobody ever questioned my effort. That guy's gonna work his ass off. You'll never now. He might question. You know, if if I was running the right play. Or if this guy in front of me is better than me, I can give mass effort. He's still kicking my ass. I mean, that, that happens. Yeah. You know, but you it know. was effort yesterday. Yeah. Rebounding, loose ball. Everything. Um, you know, it's defense. a total indictment on them. You know, we have uh we had a Sixers writer Keith Pompey on yesterday, and he was talking about all the crazy things that go on in arenas, uh in Miami's arena that you normally don't see at NBA games. I thought the best sequence of the whole game was DJ Khaled walking up and down the sideline. He grabs the ball, turns around, and gives the head coach Eric Spolster a, mas- a shoulder massage during the time. I'm like, what in the world, what in the name of Bob Cousy is going on here? You know, do you ever see that in the Sixer game when no, uh, an no. entertainer's giving no. a head coach no, uh, I, I, a, a shoulder massage? I, 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 see pa- I see passed out car dealers at Sixers games. <laughs> That's what I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I I and people you. want to people want to put this on Doc Rivers. Okay, you know we all have our problems with Doc Rivers. That game last night was not on Doc Rivers. Stop, stop that noise right now. That was not on Doc Rivers. When the franchise player comes out and says we were not focused, that's on the players. Amen. That's I'm not on you. the coach. Listen, when, a, when a head coach tells you I'm begging players to play harder, what else do you want a coach to do? It doesn't make a difference who he puts in. They're not going to play any harder. Yeah, I, that's I, not I just, on the coach, Derek. I really hope. However, look, I hope the Sixers obviously turn it around and, and can advance. But 
if they go out in this series, whether it's game six or seven to Miami, I would hope that Daryl Morey has a really honest look in the mirror at this team and looks long and hard and tries to figure out how something like this happens because the core of this has got to change. You have to get different people in there. Like they need dog types. They don't have that. They need PJ Tucker types. They need, you know, one of the Morris twins. And I know they're not the same players they used to be, whatever. I'm talking about those guys who have that mindset, like Marcus smart type. Exactly. They don't have that killer. No on the floor no. in the dirt no. kind of guy that's they just don't they don't have those they're almost too nice i think to an extent mm, i can't nice agree with you more do with it man i mean yeah. you just got it like you said you know that dog mentality say what you want to say seriani he's steady preaching that dog mentality you go out there and outwork people like for instance i mean and i i hate you know always going back to you know my my, my steeler days but we didn't have literally the most talent on the on the field. There were teams that were a lot more talented than we were. We just had that dog. Like Larry Foote was not a great athlete. He just outworked people. You got guys like um, you know, that that if you look at him, they just look like regular old guys until you get them on the field and then they just turn it. Hines Ward was slow as pond water. Hines would go out there, but he would just dog DBs out just because he was just tougher than they were. That's right. He didn't, he didn't run great routes. He would get open just off just pure, just, just fire. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we could line up, me and him line up around the 40. He wouldn't beat me too much farther. You know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't like he was just blowing me away. He didn't have, I mean, for God's sake, he didn't even have um, his, his, his um, ACLs. Right. Hines didn't have ACLs. But he just was such a dog out there on the field. It made him a great player, man. That's why he was a great player. He just willed himself to play at a high level. He should have not been out there, man. I'm telling you, he was slow, bro. And, but he just played with such fire. And, you know, you got guys like Ed Reed. Him, Some of the best battles I ever saw was those two going together, going against each other. Because Ed Reed was the probably the best athlete at, at, at um, safety you could have. Then you had this guy at wide receivers, a little chubby. Look at him in his uniform. He's a little chubby. He's slow, but he just stayed open and stayed out there and played well because he just willed himself to be better than everybody else, man. And that's what I look at as far as if a, a player's effort. Heinz Ward was that guy. He gave max effort because he had to, number one. And number two, he just wanted to be better than everybody else because they told him he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Hey, and not not to uh, not to get off track here, but I uh, just want to let everybody out there know that on Friday we will we will have the Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins on uh, talking about his upcoming first ever uh, celebrity golf tournament, which is next Tuesday, Wednesday, out at um, you know uh, was it Pen, Pen Oaks, um, and he was going to talk about that his foundation, which helps a lot of kids in schools in the Philadelphia and Jacksonville, Florida area. And, of course, he'll, you know, he'll talk about mental health. He's such a big advocate on mental health and a lot of the, the emotional struggles he's gone through in his life. So can't wait to talk to B-Doc on Friday about all that stuff as well. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah the great guests keep rolling, man. Hey, Ray Diddy tomorrow, Brian Dawkins on Friday, two Pro Football Hall of Famers, Howie yep. Rosen yep. today. We had Chris Long on last week. Yeah. Uh, oh, we, yeah. We had, you know, you go back to Brandon Graham. We're we're just gonna keep cranking them out, man. So we're we're uh, we're happy to hear that. That's great, man. Really excited to have B Doc on on Friday. That's for sure. Hey, interesting. Uh, from today, uh, Hassan Reddick met with the media, and he said, "I guess this isn't a shocker, but I'm just glad to hear it." 
he's working with both the linebackers coaches and the defensive line coaches that have that versatility to be able to get on the edge, but also play some linebacker as well. I, I, there's a lot of things you're going to be able to do with him. And, you know, this is a guy who had yep. double digit sacks the last two years yep. in the beginning of his career, kind of miscast early when he was drafted out of temple, but really has started to find his way in the NFL. He, I don't know if we talk about that enough, man, they got a legitimate pass rusher in here. Yeah. You know, a guy with double digit sacks the past two years, we haven't had that ever No, uh, in the past 10 years. Who, who Who's had a double sack year two years in a row? Nobody. Not a lot. It's not an easy thing in that league to be able to do it. Yeah. Right. So, you know, um, and a lot of people looking at, at the way they drafted. I mean, I'm curious because I mean, I, I for me, when I look at it, I, I see a 30 front coming, man. I, I, I can't lie. I see a 30 front because when I look at who they drafted, you know, Jordan Davis in the middle. I mean, right. he's the perfect right. nose, yeah. head up, nose, zero technique. Then you look at um, you know, the guys that they have um that they brought in. Hassan Reddick is a as a is a three-four outside linebacker slash pass rusher. Then you look at, you know, at the kid from um the kid from um from 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 Kansas. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, Wilson, he's definitely a guy that plays that 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 three-four linebacker on the outside. So when you look at it, you know, you got a guy like Nicobe Dean. Perfect three four middle linebacker, so it, it's just looking that way. Milton Williams can pay that head up end technique on the, on the tackle, a five technique. All these guys kind of fit what they do, and you know Javon Hargraves, he came from that type of system anyways. So you know maybe he is going in that direction, man. I don't I, know. I just I, mean, I like the I just hope they're willing to have a lot of versatility. I mean I. I, I exactly. Would, I don't want Jonathan Gannon having to, to you know, square peg round hole these guys. I, I like that, that they get throw a lot of different looks at him, and I hope that's the case. Look, he took a lot of criticism for this, but I thought he, I thought it was a great answer. He was asked before last year, you know, what's your system? So my system's going to be whatever suits my players the best. That's what I'm going to play. Yeah, yeah. And some people were like, this guy isn't prepared. I looked at it the other way. I, I want my coaches to be a, the greatest strength of Bill Belichick, and he's got many of them. Is his adaptability. Yep. He adapts to whatever yep. he's got, man. And I I hope that's the case with Gannon. Look, I feel the same way a lot of people do with Gannon. The jury's still out for me. But if he's got he, – he can show you different fronts like that, I think it just makes the offense's job that much harder. I don't care if he shows different fronts. I want to see him attack more. I don't want this laid back, you know, wait and see, because that's when a good team, good offensive teams will chew you up. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't play a wait and see defense in today's NFL. You have to force the issue. You have to get that quarterback off his spot. You have to make him uncomfortable. You have to make him roll out to the side that he's not comfortable to. Every quarterback has a favorite side he likes to, likes to roll out to. Yep. You have to make him roll out to the side he's not comfortable with. You got to knock receivers. You got to knock receivers off their routes more consistently. You have to set a tone. You know, you can't, when defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators look at your defensive scheme and say, wait a minute, this is how they're going to play us. Mm-hmm. And this is what we have to attack them with. Man, we can chew them up underneath. How many games did we sit back and watch wide receivers catching passes at oh. will in the middle of the field? Right. You know, the quick, the quick out passes, you know, 18 yard out passes, chewing up the clock, moving the chains and put the Eagles uh, offense at a severe deficit, an offense that was still evolving with a young quarterback, young wide receivers. And a lot of times it didn't pan out. Okay, now now going into this season, unless we see a drastic change from Gannon, offensive coordinators know your M.O. 
you've got to flip the script now. You have better personnel in the trenches, your front seven, than you had in 2021. You got to press this issue, man. It's going to be the same thing. Your, your offense is going to be playing catch up in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, I think the biggest thing, you know, we all, this is where I think time will tell because they certainly regrouped as a defense at the end of the year when they were playing second, third string or third rate, you know, quarterbacks. The good ones picked them apart. You know, like Brady's done it to a lot of people, but it was also early in the season, it was Derek Carr. Uh, Herbert, you know, I, I'm trying to remember everybody else who just shredded them, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Prescott. So we need to see that they can do it against the big boys and the elites yep. this year. That's yep. what we need to yep. see because that jury is out in a big, big way right now, but he's been given more. Okay. He's he, with, with Reddick, with a pass rush, with Jordan Davis, with some of the things you were just talking about, Barrett. I mean, right. they, they, he's been given more than he had last year. I think in his defense, they were limited in what they could do. But do I think he went too conservative? Yes, I do. I still think he went a little bit too conservative, but he didn't have a lot either. Right. Well, yeah, right. I mean, he didn't have the guys that he wanted. He wants to be a, 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 a multidimensional type of defense. He wanted to run a 40-front, four-down lineman, and a 30-front, three-down lineman. He has some players that could do it. It's just about him going out and, and executing that. Appreciate that, um, Adam. You, Adam. Appreciate that, Adam. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, you know, it's, 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 um, it's apparent to me that – Howie is giving them coaches what they want. You know what I'm saying? Like, why go get Pascal? Because the head coach wanted him. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why go get Jordan Davis? Because the defensive coordinator wanted a guy in the middle that could play that nose position. Right. Mm -hmm. Now it's time for him to go out there and play, man. I agree. Why get Jordan? Because the player wanted him. You know, one of the greatest players in the history of your franchise wanted him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No question about it. That usually yeah. doesn't happen. Well, yeah, and I think they're at a point where look, look, clearly a lot of this rides on the quarterback. It goes without yep. saying. But they've put at least when it comes to AJ Brown, Pascal, when you go to the other side of the ball, etc. They they have upgraded the roster in that from that no sense for no sure. Question. And look, I think they view this as at the end of the year, if the quarterback is not that guy, they're in a real good position to strike, whether that's getting up and getting a, I'll just throw CJ Stroud or I know that's going to be a challenge, but getting up and getting somebody of that caliber, or maybe somebody wants out, you know, and you can make a trade or make a change, you know, on that end. But I think that's how he has positioned himself and they're never going to say it. They're, they're going to put their support behind Jalen hurts. And I, and I don't think they dislike, I think they're, they're also like us where it's okay. Show me now. Now you show yep. me. And if you're the guy, great. We can use those assets elsewhere to help the team. Maybe that's where you get another corner, you get another safety, whatever. I, I think I think they are honestly all in on Jalen Hurts. They want to see him succeed because it alleviates a lot of problems as they move forward to 2023. Amen. If they if they can rely on him, because if not, then they have to go back to the drawing board and try to find another quarterback. You know, so that's why you know, like all of us, I'm hoping Jalen Hurts um, surpasses what he did in 21 with, with significant games because now they can focus on, on, on so many other different things for 2023 and beyond through free agency, through next year's draft because they still have two, two first-round picks to work with in next year's draft as well. But if they, don't, if they don't realize after this season they have the quarterback, now you've got to utilize significant capital in terms of trying to get that future, that future Carson Wentz, hopefully a better version of Carson Wentz, uh, for 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 2023 and beyond. Well you like what I you like what I said to him? 
What? I mean, we've coined the phrase, how we doing how we things. He kind of snarked a little right. bit. You know? yeah. He liked it. I think he liked it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All Good right. Question. So let's step aside. Let's come back with Mark Jackson. Mark's got a lot, going to have a lot to say for sure about that Sixers game last night. Two o'clock hour. We'll swing it back to the birds, mixing some Phillies as well. We got a lot more in store for you. Don't go anywhere. Smash that like button. Tell a friend. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Media. YouTube network. And I do want to tell you about my friends at Pro Action Restoration. Whether it's a home or a business or a property that you have, you know how much and how difficult the, the, the inconvenience of whether it's a water or fire or mold problems, what that can bring to you and that kind of pain and heartache it can bring. It can be devastating. Pro Action's on call 24-7. You have any kind of problems, you call them anytime, any day of the week, holidays, you name it. They will be there quickly. I went through this at my parents' house. They were there quickly. They cleaned it up. They're professional. And the price is very reasonable considering everything that they do. Trust me when I tell you that. They're licensed, bonded, and fully insured, serving that tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. Whether it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call at 610 623 Six zero or email them at proactionrestoration.com. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank do you stream on a roku fire stick android tv or apple tv now you can watch 6abc 24 7 with the 6abc philadelphia streaming app the big story and that can you search 6abc philadelphia and start streaming today in Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? 
I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. All right, welcome back in Sports Take. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. We're halfway home on this one. Joining us now, he is the in-studio analyst for the Sixers for NBC Sports Philadelphia, along with Amy Fadul and Jim Lynham and Mark. Look at his face. Look at his face. I'm telling you, he spoke spoke collectively for Sixers fans last night. Uh, I'll ask you. I'll start with this, Mark, and thanks for joining us, man. Always great to see you. how in God's name does this happen in a playoff game, especially when you have the history that this recent Sixers team does? How do you not show up last night? Please explain. You're allowed to have bad games, fellas. You're allowed to have bad games. You don't shoot the ball well. You're allowed to have bad games. You, your turnovers may go up, either self-errors or because of defense on the other team is playing extraordinary. But – what I seen last night was a team that didn't come up no oomph. No, I'm not saying they didn't play hard, but they could have played harder. I'm not saying I don't they, fought, they didn't fought, fought, fought hard, fight hard, but they could have fought harder. It's a lot of things I seen that I didn't like. To me, personally, listen to the doc in the huddle, pretty much playing with his guys to play hard, yes. that was a problem for me. I, as a competitor, as a former NBA player, as a former guy that battled them paints, I was pissed off. Excuse me. Good for oh, you. No question. Mark, I, 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 I don't understand how your franchise player can come out and say after the game, we weren't focused. It's a pivotal game five. Yeah. You control your own destiny at that point because they've got to come back into your house where you're 2-0 and against them. Yeah. We're not focused in the most pivotal yeah. game of the series. I have a problem with that. He, he included himself. And I'm yeah. thinking, you're all seven-figure income athletes. You get to do a job that 99% of, of an NBA fan can only dream about. And you come out not focused? You're one of a few teams that are still alive at this point of the season. Here we are at May 11th. You're still playing for something. <laughs> and you're not focused? How's that possible? Yeah, sometimes when you're an impressor, you're, you're, you're reaching for words. You're reaching for things to sum up what you want to say, and you just reach for the closest thing that may be close to that, but not really all of that. For me, it was um, – I don't know if the focus wasn't well, – the word execution wasn't great. The effort wasn't great. I'm not going to say the effort. The uh, They got outworked. They got outworked. Um and one thing that was I was scratching my head on, this team has shown when the ball is being pushed, when the ball is moving, a lot of good things happen. Miami played this funky zone. They decided, and then it was man-to-man, they decided to front Joel Embiid no matter where he is. If he's on the box, if he's on the foul line, if he's around the three-point line, just front him, sit on his knees, make it difficult to get him the ball. 
that as a big that that's been done to, when a guy's front you and they're literally sitting on your legs or your lower hip, it's very uncomfortable mm -hmm. because you're, you're thinking if I jump, they're going to go up under me. And you can't really bend your knees. They're applying pressure to your lower extremities. So it, it, you walk around straight-legged, and it's hard to move that way. But now what happens there? How can you counteract that? High lows. How many times did that ball get to the foul line with Tobias Harris and he looked for the high low? How many times the lob pass tried to get over, but the lob pass was too high or too far away? It was a numerous, numerous amount of times. It's things that can be done to remedy the X's and O's, but you can't do plays or you can't do X's and O's to remedy the fight that guys have. Yes, it wasn't our night. Yes, we didn't shoot the ball well, but Miami just took it to us, plain and simple. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, man. I, I, I'm going to say it since you won't, I'm going to say it. Miami out-hustled them. Mm. Miami beat them to the ball. Mm. Miami got the, 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 you know, did the little things. And the little things come with max effort. Um, max effort only comes when you exert yourselves um, at a higher level than what I saw last night. I didn't see them exerting themselves. I saw Miami doing it. They play with a sense of urgency. I didn't see the 76ers play with that urgency. And I got a problem with that because you're acting like you're going to be here next year. You know what I'm saying? You're acting like it's easy <laughs> to get to the playoffs. This is it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. I went to the playoffs a lot, but I only won one Super Bowl. This team did not play with max effort. Now, I don't know where you get it from. You know, I I know from just experience watching this team, they do get it from Embiid. Where Embiid goes, this team goes. He's giving the max effort. He's giving you everything. Then the team gives you everything. As a leader, I got to go at I got to go at Embiid and say, look, I need more from you. I understand having ailments. I understand. I mean, I ripped my quad muscle from my kneecaps. I mean, I did everything. You know, I broke every finger in my hand and thumbs twice, maybe three times. Some, you know, some other fingers. Um, I mean, I, I, I dislocated my shoulder. I've done everything and still played. If you're going to be out there, you got to play with max effort. If you're not going to be out there giving it all, you got to make sure the guys around you are giving their all. I need him to say, look, guys. It's time to put up a shut up. You know, I need max effort out of them, man. And and they're not, I don't get it, man. I, I don't see it. I don't get it. So how do they go and, and, and get this effort back? You know, uh, what you said is facts. Like, Joel B is playing with a messed up hand or a broken face. He's playing with a lot of things. And I don't mean to sound insensitive, and I'm not – I want to make sure that this doesn't come off that way. But if you're on the court because you think you can play – Out of that. You got to play. You got to go harder. Yeah. Now, what that means is Joel Embiid, okay, did he play horrible? I'm looking at his numbers here. Did he play horrible? Not at all. He was 7 for 12, 17 points, 5 rebounds. Is that horrible? No. But for nope. Joel Embiid, that is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> right? oh, yeah. It is. Oh, yeah. You right. spoiled us, Joel. You showed us you're great. You showed us the biggest, baddest men in the league. Yep. And I know for a fact, is, and as a guy, and I can say because I played the position, I had everything done to me that's done to you. I know it's uncomfortable that guy's sitting on your knees. I know it's uncomfortable. But with all that being said and done, for me, if I can't get the ball where I want it and you're fronting me, I'm saying, shoot the ball, I got the rebound. Shoot the ball, I got the rebounds. I'm going to finish the more than five rebounds. So rebound is not about size. 
Rebounding is about heart and the will and the effort to get it and to beat your guy for it. So it's defense. It has a lot to do with positioning. It's yep. de- it's, it is. It's defense. And defense as well. So am I putting all this on Joel? No, but he is their leader. They yep. follow mm-hmm. his lead. They take they, – they, they change their scheme to make sure he's a number one, number two, number three option on their floor. So his teammates look upon him to lead them a certain way. 17 points, five rebounds. His teammates didn't look. They said, look, you got to give it to us tonight. We follow off you, big fella. Now, with that being said, with the first two games, I was shocked Sixers didn't steal one of them because I thought the Six were good enough offensively to steal one in Miami without Joel Embiid. So that's why I felt confident. Now that Joel Embiid's in the lineup, I didn't like the way as the game progressed, they're scratching their head, how do we get the ball to Joel? And then seven or eight times the shot clock's winding down because whatever they're trying, it's not working. So at that point, that's where James Harden, Maxie, and Tobias got to go get this. Say, hey, buddy, we're trying to get you the ball, but we can't waste the shot clock for 20 seconds trying to get it to you if we can't. We got to go create. And that was – I didn't see enough of that. Mm. Yeah, and, Mark, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And B decide, and obviously he's the biggest of big pieces. But you look at the rest, you know, and some people may say Harden was okay in the first half, but I didn't see much in the second half. Maxie, nowhere to be found. And, and maybe that attributable to he's 21 years old. I don't know, but it's up and down. Danny Green, once again on the road, not giving them much. You, you know, I, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is this was so across the board. Other than maybe Paul Reed, who gave him some energy when he came in there, nobody showed up, man. Like, there are going to be games when even your stud is not good enough. Somebody's got to step their game up. Where's the leadership? Where, where are these guys? It's not like Tobias is a kid or Harden's a kid that we can use the maxi excuse for. You know, where are these guys? Hey, don't forget about somebody else who's been so consistent, so potent for us off the bench, and he's my guy. But George Yang was an offer. Yes, yes. Six, oh, my goodness. He's, offer. He, he and he's my guy. He knows yeah. I love him. Yeah. But over six, he can't do that. We he, need he's him. Had, he's, he's, not, he's, not he's not a constant spark off the bench. He's not a constant spark. That's your job. You, 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 they pairing you to do one thing, hit the open shot, and to go over. Come on, man. Shoot or shoot, man. And that's his job. He ain't gonna play no defense. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't rebound for a guy. Yeah, he'll get paid size. for defense. No, he'll get paid for defense. Barrett, to your to your point, and Mark, you know, if Niang's not hitting shots, he's almost useless. Right. If, if Thibel's not playing defense at a high level, he's useless. And you're already a team that's really thin, and those guys aren't doing their jobs. Can I touch on this though? Sure. Did you hear Doc in a presser saying? Um, well, you know, th- things ain't get it done. We, how did he say it? His, his, I, don't, I don't quote me, but his, his, his reference was things might have to change. Now, I don't know if he meant start a lineup change or minutes deviating change or rotations change, but he insinuated that in a presser. And me and Coach Jimmy Lyon looked at it and said, like, you hear that? Yeah, I heard that too. Me and Amy was like, you hear that? I heard that too. Mm-hmm. And we all said, what can change? Right, exactly. Maybe start a rotation. Maybe a ro- rotation. Somebody coming off the bench sooner than later. Or maybe somebody not playing that's been playing a lot of minutes. But when you lose like that, you got to find answers. Yeah. Um, and you got to ask yourself, what do we need right now? We know they won't play as bad as in Philadelphia they did in Miami. But the thing that bothers me as a guy that played in every NBA arena, Miami has the – back in the day when Memphis was a losing franchise or Atlanta was a losing franchise, they didn't have many people. But no fan, in the, no fan base in the NBA is worse than Miami yep. when they're winning. Did you see the seats? They yep. were damn near empty. Yep. They were empty. So it's not like you could blame it on the crowd or the crowd had they was had them going. They was bored. No, 
the seats were empty. So with that being said, and they were paid for, they were sold out crowd, but only half of them showed up because they were South Beach or have I got prime or uh, eat right. some food at a prime restaurant. That's so, right. I, 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 or Joe's Crab Shack. Or Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah. But they weren't in the arena. So it wasn't like these rabid fans that made Miami play on an elite level and really kind of made Sixers kind of get uh, fr- fragile. No. That was just five. my five versus your five check ball. We in the schoolyard. And they five outplayed us. They took our heart. You know, and I'm a big fan of Ooh. P.J. Tucker. That hurt, man. P.J. Tucker. It hurt me. And I'm, I'm P.J. When Tobias made that one move, he spun, and P.J. smacked it. Get, get out. You ain't doing that with me. I'm like, see, Mark Jackson would have gave one of these. But you guys have done the story. Uh, and, I said, you know, but like, what uh-huh. I said about P.J. Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, man, that's, ugh, like that. That had me on my heels. Like, man, it's personal now. Forget the extra nose is Billy and Joe. Check ball. We don't need reps. We call our own father. They go shirt and skin. Right. right. Like, I'm like, I, you know, and me, I'm like sitting there, and, and I don't normally do this, but I was sitting there screaming at the television because I didn't like what I was seeing. I'm like, did anybody see this? Did anybody see we getting outworked? Did anybody see we getting out tough? Did anybody see we get this team, Miami, is actually taking our hearts out of our chest? That was a problem for me. I was really Mark, ticked off by that. Mark, I, I said the same thing. Mark, I said the same thing. And we were just, me and Rob just, and, 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 and D-Gun just got through saying this. Give me give me three P.J. Tuckers and Embiid, and we'll win a championship. Period. Because when you got guys like him who are willing to do the dirty work, Marcus and then he Smart. scored in double digits, yep. that hurt yep. me. That hurt me to my soul, man, because his job is not to score. His job is to go out there and intimidate. I need one of those, man. Go yeah. get me a PJ Tucker. Go get me a Rodman. Go get me somebody that's gonna give you max effort every single play. We don't have that, man. Draymond Green, man. anybody? Draymond, yeah, exactly. Somebody's not afraid to get in somebody's face and embarrass yeah. somebody, man. We Cause some that. controversy. I mean, you know, I don't have to tell you this, Mark. You look at the great teams back in the early '80s, man. The Lakers, Celtics, even the Bad Boy Pistons. You had a bunch of guys that had no problem. You can see it on TV during timeouts. They're in each other's faces, man, when they're yeah. starting to get embarrassed. We don't see yeah. that now. This is like a country club right now. You were talking about leadership. Yes, it does start with Embiid. But let us not exclude James Harden from this mess also now. Oh, yes. Uh, see, now, see James Harden. Look, no, no, we're going to talk about James Harden too, as long as the day is long. <laughs> you, you, can't, you, can't, you cannot score 31 points one game and come out and go five for 13 the next game. Because people are counting on you. You were this big fanfare where this trade was made. Everybody across America knows who James Harden is and what he was in Houston and Brooklyn. They expected to see. I, I get. I get it. Okay, maybe the hamstring is is slowing him down. Hey, that. Hey, it's not hurting that step back jumper that he was so famous for. We're not even seeing this now. And I'm thinking, but James collected a paycheck, but he's not earning that paycheck, bro. Ooh, ooh. Five for thirteen. Thank you. Five for thirteen for the Thank most. You. Prolific scores in NBA history, who's top 10 in the NBA for three points made, three pointers made. Yes, sir. So it wasn't like he was just getting points around a bucket. He was all he's top 10 all time. I think he's number six all time when NBA's on May threes. Five mm. for 13, two for six, only three free throws. Joel B, only three free throws. Oh, yes, sir. There you go. Come on now. Come on now, listen, listen, listen. I'm not the brightest crayon in the box, but I'm darn sure not the dullest. There you, you go. have to show me. Listen, it comes to a point where somebody else had to stop up, step up. And I'm and one. I will say this: 
The thing that I think that makes the 76 to 8 also a good team is they have four, not one, not two, not three. Four guys that should be able to give you 25 on any given night. I put Tobias, I put Maxi in there too. Tobias, five for 14, Maxi, two for 10. One thing that Maxi does so well is he creates another option to score with the way he gets the ball in transition, pushes the pace. But Miami did last night. When they seen him coming, they left whoever was nearby and they put two guys in front of him to force him to get a ball up. Now, once that ball's being given up, some action has to help it happen on the weak side because they got two guys here. We got to swing the ball to the other side, get some kind of action on the other side to take advantage of that mismatch in numbers wise. If Max has two, boom, 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 swing it to the other side, give me something. And we didn't have that last night either. Well, Mark, so all, all, all that said, how do you get an, a handle on what this could look like in game six? I was saying to, to, to Barrett and Derek earlier, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. They can either show up and us against the world and come out hard and show everybody that's not who they were in game five, or it could look like game seven of the Atlanta series last year. I, I don't know what to make of this team now. Show me talking trash about them. That'll get them fired up. Because when I didn't see any heart, I'm questioning their heart, dog. I'm saying it right. I'm questioning as an athlete, a former athlete, 12-year NFL vet. I should never have to question somebody's fight. You know, in a saying? playoff it's, game, let it yeah, playoff I mean, game. Yeah. You 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 can't Absolutely. question the fight. You know what I'm saying? You can't do it. I mean, that's so disrespectful. Don't question my heart when I'm out there, bro. You know what I'm saying? Don't question that. And I have to question that right now because I didn't see the fight, the jump, you know, diving for balls, rebounds, you know. And, and sometimes, like, defense, defense is just effort, bro. Just effort. That's all defense is, is want to. I didn't see the want to, man. Yeah, it was, it wasn't a good, it was not a good look, gentlemen. It was not a good look on so many fronts. Paul Reed, Shake Milton with bright spots. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! I like Paul Reed. Oh, I like Paul Reed. I like Paul Reed. Oh. I love me some Shake Milton, Shake and Bake. But they were bright spots last night because they came in and they came to the same play with a sense of urgency to be aggressive. Like, all right, well, whatever. I'm gonna come be aggressive. Today. Right, give me me. Like, I, like, hey. like, come on, man. Like that. That. And I know Philly. So first of all, I know here in Philly, born and raised, we'll never be 100 happy. Right. <laughs> when lose or draw, when lose or draw, though, we have to believe that you gave your all. We yes. can live with that. We still want to kill you, mm-hmm. right. but we believe if you gave your all, we'll leave you alone. We'll let you live. But like, hey. you know, we feel as though we question, did you give 100% effort? Now we question, like, do we like you anymore? Yes. So now with all that being said, here's the problem with the effort. If they lost a tough, hard-fought game, our fans will be so ahead of them. Yes, oh, we're going to cheer the world. We're going to bring yeah. everybody in. But when they get that effort, the fans are going to start off the game really hype. Yeah, but they're going to start thinking about as soon as we go down two points, they'll be looking at body language. Oh, they'll be looking at go. effort. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Now oh, you're right I'm working, on. I'm, I'm a blue-collar worker, and you out yeah. there making this money, and you're not going to go hard, or we think you're not going as hard as you can, you're not. Oh, and then the negativity comes into the fans' mind, and then it is lighted to you. And it's getting pretty ugly, not for the Sixers' favor. You know, it, 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 as bad as it was, to add insult to injury, we had Keith Pompey on yesterday who, who follows the 76ers, and he was talking about all the strange things you see in that Miami arena that you don't normally see in, in other NBA arenas. And at one point, I see DJ Khaled walking up and down the sideline and turns around and massages the shoulders of the head coach during yes. the timeout. If I'm the other team, I'm thinking, yo, hey, you you guys seeing this? 
They're making fun of us. They shining on me. They shi- yeah, you know what I'm saying? They shining at my on expense. Right. At my expense. Right. They shining on me. I'm like, seriously? The coach getting the massage during the timeout from an entertainer? Are you? I ain't never seen that in a game before, man. I've been watching Ever. this game a long time. Yeah. Ever. I've never, never seen, seen that. I, I mean, I've seen Drake get real comfortable. Uh, back in the day, I seen Jack Nicholson giving the coach high five, but I never seen that. And I'm like, oh, come on, guys, come on, man! Like, let me dive in the stand. Let me, let me, let me get dive at the loose ball. Yeah. DJ Khaled. Oh, it's my bad, DJ. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, take, him out. Fire, take fire him out. Take him out. That pass. Fire <laughs> snap pass over there to an imaginary teammate. Oh, my bad. I thought I was passing my team. Busty right in his chops. Exactly. Now get up out your seat next time yeah. and see what happens. Well, right. Yeah, it was a good look. Let me ask you, man, uh, other than uh, – and you made a good point earlier, putting Tobias in, in, in the high post to try and, you know, break things up or feed and beat a little bit easier. What other adjustments – what do you do here to try and combat what, what that mayhem that went on the, last night? I think you got to get paint touches. You got to get paint touches. You got to get guys that put the ball on the floor and get in, it, get in that paint and try to create. You know, that that one drip guy pounding the ball, pounding the ball, waiting for plays to happen and never actually happen. We got to put that ball on the floor, get in that paint, create that defense, which is called a sink and fill. When you beat one guy, another guy steps up and they sink the defense below the level of the ball. You got to be able to get in there. If you get something in mid-range change or a kick out. But I think we need a heavy dose of Joel around the paint. If they front you, Joel, then you got to get more rebounds, respectfully. You got to get more rebounds up, get some offensive boards. Okay, I can't get in the post. I have prime position, prime real estate to get offensive rebound putbacks. We need to do that. We got to play a little more heart and effort. And Jimmy, let's talk about Jimmy the Butler. He out there serving up numbers. You know, mm. coach, coach, coach said it. So, um, Doc Rivers said he's comfortable. I agree. He came to my house at my Thanksgiving dinner, and he wasn't even invited. And he's real comfortable doing what he wants. Hey, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take this drumstick right here. Wow. Hey, let me get that extra scoop of macaroni and cheese. Hey, save me that whole piece of pie. I need that. He's real comfortable in my crib, and and that's what it feels like. He's real comfortable. Like yes. so I'm looking for. I'm looking for Doctor. Maybe uh, uh, Matisse is gonna get. I think he made ten minutes last night. Right. Look for Matisse to maybe get a heavy load on Jimmy Butler. Butler tomorrow. All right, Mark. You're Doc Rivers. You're coaching the 76ers. You're in the locker room with this team right before tip-off, game number six coming up. What's your motivational speech to the team before they hit the court? Mm. Mm. Hey, fellas. Hey, it's not about X's and O's, about Billy and Joe's. Listen, this team kicked out (laughs) Tells in Miami. This team kicked out Butt in Miami. We play with no heart. We play with no hustle. Now, you got two choices. You can go out there and fold, and these fans are going to kill you. You go out there and show a fake front, and these fans are going to kill you. These fans will ride or die as long as you give 100%. And none of y'all can sit here, including me, can say y'all gave 100% down there in Miami. I don't know if y'all were still hung over Miami Beach or what it was, but none of you gave 100%. So you can go out here in front of this home court, the most ruthless crowd in the world, and demonstrate that, and y'all can have a rude awakening. None of you will be comfortable in the city of Philadelphia after this game. So I advise you to win their hearts back and do what you got to do. Win, lose, or draw, you better leave it all out there in the line because these fans who pay this money to come in this arena, they do every day and they work. I'm fired right. up. I want to We're all I ready to go. I, we're all we're all ready to go, man. I want I want you in that locker room tomorrow night, man. <laughs> Mark, we appreciate it. We love checking out your work. Thank you, bro. NBC Sports Philadelphia so pregame, postgame with Mark, Amy, and Jimmy Lydum. 
Mark, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Real I'll quick, see you tomorrow, real quick, man. I got I to give a shout out to the Fitler Club, man. They let me use yep. the office here to, for my pod, for podcasts and interviews like that. I got to get a big shout out to the Fitler Club here in Philadelphia. Awesome, awesome place. Yeah, Appreciate you, awesome, brother. awesome place. Yeah, Mark, thanks. Thank you, sir. Have a good one, fellas. All right, you too, bro. It. Thank you. Hey, I wanted to hit you guys with this. So, uh, Sean Marks, who's the GM for the Nets, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Um, on Ben Simmons, quote, he needs to be in here, smell the gym again, around his friends and family, and participate in building the culture together. So, uh, there were some rumors earlier in the day, and who knows what's what anymore, but stuff being thrown around that they may be looking to deal him before he even plays a game in a Nets uniform. So, just that might be one to track during this offseason, just kind of keep your eye on it and see what happens there. But, you know, he, he it's a pretty clear message. And he's saying it about everybody, by the way, but Simmons as well, that, you know, we need you to be all in. The fact that they're already throwing that out there with Ben is going to be one to keep your eye on. He had the surgery for the back. They expect him to be you know, ready to go for training camp and all that kind of stuff. But I do wonder where this thing heads with him in this right, offseason. Put this in your mind. Westward expansion. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> could very well happen. Doesn't, he have, a, doesn't happen. he have a home out in the West Coast? Uh, LA. 17 you know, million uh, home. Wasn't it 17 yeah, million? Something like that. Yep. Um, I, I can't remember who said it a few weeks ago, but I'm starting to believe maybe Ben Simmons doesn't want to play basketball anymore. Maybe his heart's not in the game anymore. What did he file a suit trying to recoup $20 million yep. from the 76ers? Yep. You know, he wants the money. He wants the lifestyle. He doesn't want to put in the effort to 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 achieve his lifestyle right you know they, they need to do like care remember carrie i don't know if you guys remember carrie man they're all gonna laugh at you they're all gonna oh laugh yeah at you. oh we yeah need to just do that to him ben simmons we're all gonna laugh at you yeah. ben simmons we're all gonna laugh at you barry I... you, you six five man you can't you gotta stop that you gotta stop that. <laughs> it's because i'm six five that i can do it. You can pull it off <laughs> yeah that's why i can uh, do it exactly right oh, all right guys let, let's uh let's step aside for a second don't go anywhere we got you we're coming back strong we'll uh, love mark jackson man oh uh, marks dude how about i mean we got uh, the, hey. the folks are loving the speech yeah the motivational the speech there we go Okay. Yeah. People people are ready to roll, man, after that speech. You just ran through a patio screen door after Mark's speech. <laughs> I hope some of that rubs off on the Sixers, man. They should that, let it right. That, that was close to uh, Al Pacino's speech in um, Any Given Sunday right. before they played their playoff game down in Houston. Yep. That was that was close to that speech. It was close to that speech. Yeah, hopefully uh, I by osmosis the Sixers get that. That's for sure. All right, we'll come back. We'll, uh, we'll recap a little bit of what Howie had to say, a little bit more of what Howie had to say, look at some Philly stuff. We got all kinds of crazy stuff for the open talk, including a no hitter last night, John Moran update, uh, possible lawsuit, which uh, ties into uh, Urban Meyer. Uh, we lost a great basketball player as yeah. well. And another game has been leaked from the NFL. Remember, the schedule uh, will be coming out tomorrow night. So we'll dig into all those kind of things when we get back. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. We're going to do a little show and tell at 2.30, so you, you want to be sticking around for that. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. A little show and tell for you. Barrett Brooks, D-Gun, Rob Ellis. We got some – Barrett, all right? You there, Barrett? Hello, Barrett. I'm here, babe. I'm here. Why, you, why your screen froze, man? It froze up a little bit, man. A little bit. Be all right. We'll get him back. I don't understand <laughs> that because I have hardwired. Hey, 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 you know what? I'm telling you right now, this is a scam. Barrett deliberately froze the screen because right now he's standing outside by the smoker testing that brisket. He's got that's that kind of technology where yeah. he can do that. Yes. That's what Barrett's doing, man. I'm I telling heard you. that. Don't I let Barrett that. fool you, man. I know. I know what he's doing. <laughs> um, so a little bit earlier, if you missed it, no problem. You just go to Jacob Media. Just go to YouTube. Go to Jacob Media, and you can watch the interview in its entirety. But we had uh, Howie Roseman on, Eagles VP, uh, Executive VP, and, and General Manager. He was on with us a little bit earlier. All right, I think we got Barrett straightened out. What? What is, is going on, <laughs> man? What is your problem today, man? Oh, oh, okay. now we're, we were throwing people off for a minute. There we hold go. Up, hold up, put there, there it is. Come on, Xander, man. You got to flip the script every now and then, man. Put Rob up on top. Put me over here. Put Barrett over there. Go Nothing ahead, Xander. Mix us up. Let's yeah. let's let's get Come crazy on. here. Come on. There you go. There there you go. go. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. See? I like it. You know I like mean? it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were, we were talking about Howie uh, jumping on with us a little bit earlier and um, what sort of stood out. And I'm with you guys. You know, the first thing was they know they're, they need some help in the secondary. That's for sure. Beyond yep. that, um, I, you know, I just think it, it, the, the sense I sort of get with Howie generally sort of at this point in his career and, and this far along, I think he's a lot more comfortable in his own skin 
number one. Like, it's never going to be easy. You're always going to have heat coming down and all that. But I think he's a lot more comfortable in his skin. And I get a sense that there's a lot more of a sort of collaborative effort with the brain trust in yes. terms of how this is working, whether it's coaches or other front office guys or scouts. Do you get that same sense, Barrett? Well, that's, that's why I asked him the question I asked him. You know, um, you know, I, I try to put it in a way in which I was saying that, all right, you're listening to other people besides, you know, you just making the decision. You know, the mere fact you brought in, like I said, a guy like Pascal. You know, I mean, he's not – he was your first free agency – I mean, his second free agency – first or second uh, free agency signing. And, you know, it really didn't blow, you know, you know anybody, you know, away about them picking him up. Mm-hmm. But he's somebody that, you know, the head coaches talked about before. And he wanted him, so they went and got him. So, to me, that means how he's open to hearing what others are saying and and and, and now giving him, you know, the – I don't know if they're giving a leash to hang themselves or, you know, rope <laughs> to hang themselves or whether he's just, you know, all right, you know, this is what you want. I'm going to go out and get what you want. Then, You know, it, it could be a double-edged sword, but he's listening to people and, and, and making yeah. decisions from what people are saying instead of just thinking he's the smartest guy in the room. Howard Roseman, I think, has matured a lot just because he's making those type of decisions now. Yeah, I think some of that, Derek, comes from, you know, mistakes made in past drafts or whatever, or personnel mistakes. But also, maybe learning a little bit from the way things went with Doug. It felt like, you know, Doug didn't have as much control, uh, even after winning a Super Bowl. And, you know, if you look at this staff, they really let Nick Sirianni bring in people he was comfortable with. A lot, you know, folks from the from the Colts, from his other stop, Shane Steichen, back, you know, with the Chargers, whatever, where they maybe didn't give Doug that kind of autonomy. Do, do you mm-hmm. think that was also a a learning point for them? Yeah, I think that's a significant part of the learning curve. You know, you go back to when they signed Doug, they had, they had hired the, the, the uh, defensive coordinator before they hired the head coach. Yeah, Schwartz. You know, don't, right? don't forget about that. They hired Jim Schwartz before they even hired that's Doug. That's right. So, yeah, Doug, did. so Doug didn't even get to handpick his, mm-hmm. his entire staff. He inherited, you know, Jeff Stoutland, which was, a, which was a good one to inherit. But he inherited a lot of coaches. He didn't get to bring in a, a lot of that he wanted. You know, again, Doug was just so happy to get a job as a head coach in the National Football League endorsed by Andy Reid. <clears throat> you know, Doug Doug was willing to go along and do whatever they wanted him to do. You know, Jim Schwartz, uh, not just Jim Schwartz, but um, Frank Wright comes in. You know, offensively and defensively made Doug look a whole lot better. And lo and behold, <clears throat> after after the first year going 6-10, and 10, they shocked the world the next year and won a Super Bowl. Nobody, matter of fact, going into that 2017 season, I vividly remember during training camp, a lot of the scuttlebutt on social media is we need to fire Doug. He's not the coach for us. He's not the man to lead us to the promised land. Lo and behold, he shut up a lot of people because if memory serves me correct, there were over 5 million people on the streets of Philadelphia (laughs) singing his praises with that parade. And I was one of them. It was Mm -hmm. cold. It was sunny. I was out there among them. I know what that's like. So maybe that's another part of how he's learning curve is to listen more to people. You know, they always say, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. No, it's yep. true. I like it's that. So true. I like so, that. You hear, biz- you hear successful mm-hmm. business people talk about that all the time. Uh, yep. If you are the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. When, you know, when you know everything, eventually you're going to show how little you know. Right, right. Always surround yourself with people who can help you make that much smarter. And look at what Howie did in recent years in terms let of me get out, let me get off this show. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett, touche Barrett. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's a great line, man. You it's know, a great line. But, but, but look at what Howie did in recent years. Look at the people he surrounded himself with, with in the front office. These right. people are now being picked off by the Giants, the Cleveland Browns, and other teams. Look at how he – and I asked, that's why I asked him the question when we had him on earlier today. Yeah. You know, what changed your mindset? People screamed at you for years about not – taking players from the SEC conference. Right. And, and lo and behold, the last two drafts, your first picks have both been from the SEC conference. And you saw the little smirk on his face. He knew exactly what I was talking about. Yep. You know, in the same way, he's listening to Jason Kelsey. When have, when do you, when have we openly heard of how he's listening to a player about who to, who to draft to help be my successor down the road? Yeah. That's part of the learning curve. I will say this about Howie. In all the years that I got to know him, Howie has always wanted to be a, an upper echelon management type who could relate to players, who players felt comfortable with talking about any issue. His predecessor, Joe Banner, would tell you, I'm not here to be friends with the players. Yep. He, he would tell you that. Barrett knows what I'm talking about. Exactly. That was Joe, my guy. Joe was a cap. Joe, when, the, when the word cap, you know, salary cap came into existence, Joe was immediately – you know, uh, label the capologist. Mm -hmm. He did it better than anybody else in the NFL. And he knew there were hardcore decisions you had to make. Joe would cut a player in a minute. He didn't care. And I can't, and I can't even begin to tell you how many players would talk tell me about, man, I don't want to deal with Joe Banner when it comes to contracts, you know, and understandably. So as how he said it, and that was straight from the heart, how he said, one of the hardest parts about his job is telling not just 27 players, but players who were veteran players, who gave this team all that they had were good locker room guys, good community guys. Hey, that your services are no longer needed here. Okay. And how he meant that from the heart, that's tough to tell somebody, Hey man, you're going to have to look elsewhere to support your family because your days here are, are, are done. Yeah. And, and players know it's a business first. Yeah. You, you know, said 27, he's got to tell 27 men, 27 men that your, your, your dream in Philadelphia is dead. That's, can you imagine doing that? Uh, it is, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's no joke. I mean, you, look, if, if Barrett, you lived it, but anybody who's watched Hard Knocks and, and, and those scenes where it's, all right, you know, turn in your playbook, man, it, it just kills you. It guts you, right? And you yeah, got to be the one to tell yeah. those people. Yeah. And not only that, you know, if you're moving on from somebody in a front office or whatever, like you, you it sucks being the bad cop. Bro, Any, anybody who's in that first, position knows. Exactly. Knowing what I know about you guys, knowing what I know about you guys, imagine being a CEO of a company and having to call in an abundance of people and telling them they no longer have jobs. Go back to 2020 when we were in the height of COVID. Look at how many Fortune 500 companies were letting three, four, five, six thousand people go. Can you imagine sending out that email? or calling in certain heads of your departments mm -hmm. at, 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 a, at a critical time in your lives when the world is upside down, things are shutting down, the sports world shut down, corporations shut down. People who had office jobs were okay because they automatically transitioned into working from home right. with laptops, computers, iPads. But the factory worker didn't have a job. And you got to go home and figure out, where am I going to get another job when all my competitors are shut down? Imagine being that guy. Telling people that, man, knowing what I know about you guys, you lose sleep over stuff like that. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. No, no. I mean, just, you know, this is an example of the first time I got cut. Um, Imagine sitting down and, 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 you know, you go out to Cleveland and you sign a two-year deal with Cleveland. Two-year deal. You fight your way through training camp, have a great camp. And... You end up starting. 
You win a starting job, win it, and then you make one mistake, and Butch Davis cuts you. So I'm sitting in my I'm sitting in my in my hotel room like, I can't believe this MF just cut me. Right. And I'm starting over one play. And then later on that day, them finding out that they brought in a guy from yeah. Canada. Canada. Because yeah. he was cheaper, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yes. And the, and he went to Miami, University of Miami, Butch Davis. Ah, there it is. Yep. So long story long, I get picked up and I go to uh I go I go to Denver. I got three more weeks of camp left. After four days being there, I get become a starter again. And they cut me. Well, they didn't cut me. They make a deal with um they made a deal with 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 Green Bay. And I end up going to Green Bay. Hmm. After the coach tells me I'm gonna be there to buy a house and everything. Oh boy. So in one year I got cut twice. Wow. And it's the it's heart wrenching, man, because you you think, oh, I'm gonna do this forever. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying, I'm gonna do this forever, man. It yeah, was it, it, demoralizing. That's the part that people don't realize. They see the guy, they see Brady, you know, incredible money, whatever. Right. Yeah, but they don't yeah. see the guy who's just clinging, man, hanging on, and yeah. jumping from city to city with his family. And I mean, there's a it is a tough, and especially in that sport, there's such a short shelf life as an NFL player. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know how guys ever buy. I, mean, I I would rent all the time, man, if I was oh, an no. NFL player, because you just never ever. No, I yeah, I thought that was really interesting, hey, Gunner. I thought it was interesting when he, he mentioned even Jeffrey Lurie said to him, "Hey, man, these Alabama guys are working out pretty good." Yeah, yeah. He, that earlier. His grand his grandfather, <laughs> grandfather, yeah, he was father in law jumped on him. Yeah, every, everybody's <laughs> on him, man. I, I thought the yeah, I asked him about the Kobe Dean because I, you know, we did a ton of draft coverage leading up to that draft. Yep. And there weren't a lot of the whispers about N'Kobe Dean. They, yeah. they, they got public, yeah. at least. And usually that's the way it does get out at some point. And he well, said, I didn't know they, that either. I yeah, didn't know he, he had said, that much energy. There were some little – it seemed like he was saying like there were little tiny red flags, but nothing major. He said when yep. he started falling, they were kind – of, he was checking with everybody like, what am I missing here? Like, right. why is this happening? Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting, that insight. S- something's not right with that whole scenario because you don't let a player of his caliber drop to the third round. That doesn't happen. You know, we've seen it time and time again with the Dan Marinos, uh, DJ, DJ Metcalfs. You know, story leaks out about them doing drugs, bad attitude, uh, injury that wasn't uh, checked at the combine, and players start sliding down the board. But like how he said, you know, in, in his press conference after the draft, we're going to be right, or, you know, 31 other teams were right about Nicobe Dean. We're going to find out. But everything we checked out says the guy's not his, – his injury, his his pec injury is not what a lot of people made it out to be. Mm-hmm. But, okay, if he slid to the second round, fine. The fact that he slid all the way to the third round, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? When you look at you look at how highly decorated he was as a collegiate player and, and you just let him slide – I mean, look at what's, look, uh, what's his name? Jameson, uh, the rock wide receiver. Yeah. He, he's got ACL tear. Now Jameson we Williams. Yeah, well, yep. We assume he's going to be ready when the regular season starts. You don't know for sure with ACLs. Yeah. Everybody heals differently. Did he slip past the first round? No. Okay. So how does N'Kobe Dean slip all the way to the third round, even if he has that injury? Because yeah. after, if you if you need surgery, time's going to heal that surgery. And that's a surgery you can come back from in six months. Okay. So even if you don't have him the first part of the season, you'd have him by like November at the very latest. So I, it's still, there's something that's not being said about that particular situation. Because when that young man came out and said, 
Nobody ever told me I needed surgery. That was a red flag for me. Hey, somebody's lying here. Somebody, yeah. Somebody and the other gutter, he is like uh, apparently, and like who knows, but ultimately, but he's apparently just an unbelievable person off the field. He's right. got a 4 0 average as yeah. a, like an engineering major, mechanical, in mechanical engineer. And like, is not a party guy. Like, I, I don't know, man. It's it's strange. It's really strange. Yeah. Uh, bro, bro he, he does everything. He crosses he crosses all the I mean, he checks all the boxes, you know, with the exception of height. Height. Yeah. You know, and they said they said he's not a 4-4 guy. They said he's more of a 4-6 guy. So they said that's another red flag also. Okay, he ran a 4-6, mm-hmm. but look at all the plays he's made. Mm-hmm. He was unblockable. Yeah. Yes. He yes. was the best player on the best defense in college football. Did you worry about a four six? This is where we always go back to the tape thing, right? right and right, and right. all the dude did when he was on the field in the at the against the best competition in the in college is make plays, but we're more worried about the the inch or two in height right. and height and, and a forty to. I don't know. I don't quite understand it. I've never understood it, but I I have a good feeling about this one. Well, I, I have a good feeling about this one for the we, we we all saw how how this young man moved sideline to sideline in college, right? Right. I don't care about a 40 time. All I know is he gets to the hole in a hurry. You're not running a 40 time when you're on a football field. It's about quickness, agility, durability, stamina, stoutness. When you put him in that category, he meets all the measurables. Mm-hmm. I don't care about his 40 time. We get so jacked up on 40 times and running cones at the combine. Who in the world runs cones in a game? You ever see anybody running around like a Keystone cop in a football game? No. Uh, uh, yeah. I, 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 think we, I think we make way too much of it, honestly. I think we make way too much of it, un- unfortunately. So, you know, look, there, there's, as we mentioned, you can go back and watch it in, in its entirety. And, you know, certainly uh, we will uh, continue to discuss Howie. I did want to get some Phillies in here, guys, because they lost again last night. They've lost six of their last eight, a game with four errors. Joe Girardi, it was at least good to see him fired up. He got ejected from the game on a what was a bad call, excuse yep. me, at first yep. base. If you watch the game, I thought Aaron Nola pitched well. I thought he had a lot of bad little bleeders and dinks and dunks, those Broken kind of things. Broken bat singles. He, yeah, he really did not, and this is not making excuses for him, he did not pitch poorly in that game. But the dude has had very little luck um, of late for sure. They fall again. They, they're they in danger of losing yet another series if they don't tear, take care of business this afternoon when they close it out in Colorado. Then they go to L.A. Uh, for four after that. Right, right. They just they can't ever gather momentum. They can't win two in a row, man. I'm not talking like ten games. I'm talking two in a two three in a row here with this team. What is that though? You know, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. I don't understand why is it like that in this city? You know, with all our major sports, you know, they'll play lights out for for two or three you know games, and then all of a sudden they're back to being you know horse manure. I don't understand it. Uh, Barrett, I can't explain it. I just, I can't explain it specifically for this team other than they're, they're just not that good. You know, as much <laughs> as we wanted them to be, uh, you know, they're just not playing at, at a high enough level to get serious about them. And, and it's not, look, this is not a good Seattle team. They're not taking right. on a good team. Did you see the shots where Aaron Nola at one point was talking to himself under his breath? If I was Aaron Nola, I would have taken the ball and fired it at one of my teammates in the dugout. <laughs> I mean, this team committed four errors. Yeah. And when you look at the four errors they committed, those are routine plays that you you learn at the little league level. Um, and some of the throws they were making over the first base, and then Alex Baum on on the, on the box play at third base. And I'm thinking, 
if I'm Aaron Nola, after I pitched the way I pitched the last two outings, now see the stat line shows he he pitched five and a third. He gave up nine hits. He gave up five runs, four earned, ninety nine pitches. If I'm Aaron Ro- Nola, I'm I'm gonna wait till somebody looking and beat him in the back of the head or in the dugout. <laughs> Because that was ridiculous. They have 17 hits the day before <laughs> and come back with five hits yesterday against this Seattle team, and you give them the game. Yeah. You got within one run. You give away the game. You lose game. Baseball's 162 affair. We get that. You're not perfect every day. But you can't be that high one day and that low the next day. I mean, you, come on, man. I mean, the, the mistakes they were making in that game yesterday. I know. And look, it's inexcusable. And the thing is, we knew going in they weren't going to be a good defensive team, so you better be able to out-hit teams. And right. their offense is just not consistent enough. Right, and that's it. You know, we knew that we what we thought they were going to hit. You know, we thought from the additions we had, we thought they were going to hit. But it's just not happening. You yeah. know, it's just not happening. No, it's it's not. Hey, by the way, I, man, I, I thought we were past this stuff, but we're not. So there were multiple positive COVID tests in the Cleveland Guardians organization. Oh, they've, they've postponed their game against the White Sox. Uh, oh, they're not going to play today. So let's let's just hope. I'm just throwing it out there, man. Let's hope we don't start getting back to this. Do you remember that, man? man you hold yeah, your please. breath every night whether Come a game on, was going to be played. Come on, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we. I think in a lot of ways we've unmasked too long. I mean, too quickly. Um, I was down in Florida at Disney World in February. This is February. Now, supposedly, from what we've learned in our brief history with COVID, it runs amok during the winter. It kind of dies out during the summer. And even though it was 85 degrees down in Florida, I'm I'm at Disney where nobody's wearing a mask. Nobody. I'm like... Florida's a little different. I mean, but still... A little bit different. But you got got people from different countries all convert. Dude, I must have heard about 10 different languages every time I went to a different park (laughs) at Disney, right? So then it's not just Americans. So they're coming in from everywhere, man. From everybody, like, free... Free Willy, <laughs> free Willy at Disney, man. Uh-huh. I'm, walk, I'm walking around like this. Uh, yeah, can I have a hot dog, a corn dog? <laughs> and people are like, oh man, I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. So you know what's gonna happen? I hate to see that, man. I hate to see. It. I do. I just hope and pray we don't get back to the point when sports, uh, a sports entity, has to be shut down because all of a sudden this virus is running amok. And every time we turn around, there's a new strain coming out of this virus. You know. And I just hope we don't get to that point again. Hey, we need to talk sports. It's what uh-huh. we do, boys. Uh huh. We gotta have them, we gotta have them play before we yeah. talk about them. Yeah, well, man. well. So the good the good news from a Phillies perspective is it looks like Zach Wheeler is going to be rejoining the team in LA, so he may be able to pitch in that series. He's been on the COVID list, uh, as was Zach Eflin. So it looks like they're getting Wheeler back. Who knows? It's the last thing this team needs. I mean, Bailey Falter is starting today for the Phillies. Who? Yes, that's my point. <laughs> Bailey, that sounds like a movie A movie star. What's his name? Bailey what? Falter. Fal- yeah, you know what? The way this team plays, it is They've a been falter. faltering a lot. Yeah. There's been a lot of faltering <laughs> falter. this season. Yeah, yeah there has. Yeah. There has. If I'm Zach yeah. Wheeler, I'm like, hey, man, don't bring me back on that L.A. Tri- uh, trip. I don't want to go to L.A., man. You see the way the Dodgers playing? I don't want to go to L.A. I listen, man. I hear you. I hear you. But they're they're now thirteen and seventeen on the season after Jeez. last night's loss. They've lost six of eight. They're four and eight on the road. Nola's lost four straight decisions. Now, not his fault, but they just don't yeah. win when he's on the mound for whatever reason. Whether it's the bullpen blowing a seven right. Right. one lead or you know whatever. So it's been that kind of year for the Phillies, and you know they keep digging this hole for themselves 
in the NL East because the Mets and, and you know we saw them up close and personal here, but right, right. The Mets have won two in a row. So the Phillies right now, guys are seven and a half games back. So they have, they have the identical record of the Miami Marlins. The only team with a worse record in the NL East is the Washington Nationals. So that's where the Phillies are Jeez. right now, making it very difficult for themselves. That's for sure. Did you see there was a no-hitter last night in Major League Baseball? Yeah. No. Yeah, the Angels had a no-hitter last night. Um, rookie, kids, I think he's 21 or 22. He's the second youngest angel, might be the youngest angel to ever do it. Reed Detmers had a no-hitter against the Rays last night. So I think it's the – the Phillies were no-hit, but it was a group thing. It was a collective no-hitter. What a great story. Oh, yeah. When you think about how many pitchers that, that pitch – in the majors who'd never come close to a no hitter. And this kid's barely breaking a sweat as a professional athlete. And no matter what happens to his career mm-hmm. for the rest of his life, he can always say, look back and say, I was one of the chosen few Yes, who joins an elite group of people. And when you look at the list of people who have pitched no hitter is in their careers. I'm on this list with the, with the likes of these great pitchers and I've pitched a no hitter in my life. That's when, you know, it's like, it's like the rapper who drops the mic and walks off stage. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. that's it Jack. Well, that's, that's it. I, I, to your point, Derek, when I was a kid, Steve Carlton was dominant. Okay. Yes. It was, it was yes. Steve Carlton and Nolan Ryan were the two yes. best pitchers in baseball. No question. And they actually went back and forth on the all-time strikeout list for a while. They, like they had they, those two were just ever, whoever started that that night, whatever. Carl, I, I'd have to look, I'd look it up, but he had I want to say like five or six career one hitters. Like he was close yeah. a lot. Yeah, never got it. So yeah. it's it, sometimes it's random. You look up the list of people who throw no hitters. Some guys are going to say, "Who is that?" Right, and others, Nolan Ryan's thrown you know like fifty-eight of them. Not really, but a lot. You just never know. It, it's it, mm. you got to get lucky. There was one play that was borderline controversial, which could have been, you know, an infield hit or an error. I think I think it was a right call, actually, to be an error. But you need a little luck, like you do with most other things along the way. You need a little luck, man. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's do this. Let's get a timeout. We're going to come back. We're going to dive a little bit into more Urban Meyer issues. Yes, they are not going away. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about it. Derek's going to do a little show and tell based off of one of our stories that we're going to dive into. We'll tell you which game has been leaked from the NFL schedule and also uh, an update on a, a key piece in the playoffs in the NBA in the uh, Western Conference. We'll dig all that. Eagles as well. D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Final segment of the show. Thanks for hanging with us. Sports Take, Rob Ellis, Dirk Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Jacob Beattie, YouTube Network. All right, so our our, our buddy, our good friend, Urban Meyer, uh, back in the news to an extent. I don't know if you guys saw this story. So Josh Lambeau, who was the Jags kicker up until – actually and into a part of last year, he has filed a lawsuit against Jacksonville for $3.5 million, uh, alleging – that Urban Meyer kicked him, uh, you know, basically just like tortured the guy, you know, essentially to the point where he couldn't kick anymore. Uh, he started the season on the team, but missed a few kicks and they ended up cutting him. Uh, and he's gone and he's going after Jacksonville and that um, the rain, the short rain of Urban Meyer still continues to haunt the, uh, the league and that franchise. I, I love it. I, I hope he gets every penny. Urban Meyer, to me, is the classic bully jerk whose behavior has been tolerated and covered up all these years because he's won. I don't doubt the guy can coach football at the college level. Obviously, he can. But when it comes to treating human beings the right way, I think he's a first-class creep. So, uh, anyway, that's how I feel. We we know that teams like to keep a lot of dirt in-house and rightfully so. But look at how quickly stories started coming out. Once Urban Myers was fired, look at how quickly stories came out from players about the negative culture he created down on the practice field. I mean, even coaches. Yeah. You know, he was embarrassing coaches in front mm-hmm. of his peers on the practice field. And, you know, the kicker wasn't the only player that he had embarrassed. And then we look at the antics, the videos that we saw, of Urban Myers um, outside of just the game itself, 
you know, in a sports bar after a team game, instead of flying back home with the team, he's in a bar in Ohio somewhere and gets caught with another woman who wasn't his wife in the bar. How yep. stupid can you be? Yep. Wasn't it his bar? Wasn't it his bar? It, it's it's his, his bar. Yeah. It's like, dude, do you not think there are cell phones at this point? And I, I'm sure he had a few in them. <laughs> yeah. But still, like, what are you doing, man? And, yeah. and the, it, even that, the, the moral part of it, aside, like, who doesn't fly back with their team? I don't get it. On a Thursday night game. And see, that's 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 the most damning thing right there. The mere fact that he did not get on the plane and come back. You know what I'm saying? Right. That, you just don't do that. You know what I'm saying? You don't do that. I've never seen that happen before in my life. You know what I mean? I don't understand. Uh, you know, the, the they clearly the, – the owner there clearly, I guess, didn't vet him well enough. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what the situation was. We've seen this where guys can only pull this off in college because you have more power than yep. you can at the pro level. Whatever. But – and the fact that we talked about this last week, I think Fox Sports is considering bringing him back as a studio analyst. I don't want to see that guy. I don't either. I He's don't a turnoff to me. Like, if I see him doing a pregame show, I'm out. I'm not watching it. I'll watch the game when it starts, but I won't watch him. I can promise you that. He, He's not worth watching, man. And, and, and just look at him, what he's done. He's had some success. But every time he's had some success, he always leaves with his tail between his legs. Yep. He's always an excuse like why things didn't work out. Right. Right. Oh, uh, uh I, I was mentally exhausted. Um, I, I come blaming on, health. Man. Yeah, like he's right. always he he never can be a man about it. And just say, you know what, I'm ready to move on. Right. Um, from this situation, it's always something else. And then a year or two later, he surfaces. You know, that's what the way he that's the way he rolled in college all the time. This this thing is just again. I hope I hope this kicker takes it to he will. Him. And I hope he gets money. I know it says he's he's suing the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I'm hoping that he's going specifically after Urban Meyer's pocket. And yes. Because from everything that I've read and heard about the Jacksonville owner, he's supposed to be a decent dude. Yep. You know, he he put in something like over five hundred million dollars into the uh, the Black, Black News, News Channel. Yep. And unfortunately, that channel went belly up a few months ago. But you know, he's 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 a, he's about community. He's about you know, making entities better. You know, I don't know him personally, never met him. Um, just know what I've read about him. And then he hires what he thinks is a coach who is going to represent this organization the way he wants it to and what it stands for. He's had an outstanding collegiate career. I mean, that owner down in Jacksonville wants what every owner in the NFL wants, somebody who can get us to that next level. And on the outside looking in, when Urban Myers was hired, everybody was thinking, wow. This is going to be interesting to watch because, you know, he has so much success with quarterbacks at Ohio State. You know, he's a perfect guy who, who can help Trevor Lawrence make that, that transition to the NFL. But then when you start to find out what he was really like, I mean, who wants to play for somebody like that? As, as a CEO, I don't want him representing my organization, my business. You no, know, I hope they attack him and, and, and hit him big time for money. They're also the, – the organization is battling with him – on his contract because oh, yeah. they, they called oh, yeah. him out for a breach of contract and he's still trying to get paid what he's owed from them. That one's going to be fascinating too. And I, Man, I ain't I, paying him nothing. I, I hope he doesn't get anything. Nothing. I yeah. hope he doesn't get anything. All right. I wanted to, to pass this along. So the NFL. Oh, league, by, by, hold on, by, just before we finish that. Yeah. He'd have kicked me. I'd have whooped his ass. I'm just, yeah, but he know. wouldn't have kicked you because he doesn't <laughs> have the balls to do that. He's going to kick some I, little kicker. I, I'd have whooped his ass. Yeah. You know I wish saying? the kicker whooped his ass. <laughs> right. How um, do you really feel, Barrett? Yeah. 
But the uh, the other one of the other games that we heard has been leaked. We know the Eagles play the second half of a doubleheader week two at home. That much we know. All right. So we we that came out I guess earlier this week. We get them in, we're getting them in drips and drabs. But the latest one today is the Cowboys and the Packers week ten at Lambeau. Significant yeah. there because McCarthy goes back right. to Lambeau where he coached for a very long time. I, intriguing. That one's intriguing for sure. Yeah, I hope Green Bay beats Dallas 50 to nothing that game. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. The, way Mark, the way Mark McCarthy left that team in shambles, I hope they beat him 50 to nothing. And right after that game, he gets fired by Jerry Jones. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Actually, I want Jerry to keep him on board because he's such a clown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all our secret weapons, man, are, are getting fired, man. You know, we need to keep our secret weapons. You know, first of all, you know, uh, you mean – Come on, man. Carson leaves Indianapolis. Now he's in Washington. So we keep we have that secret weapon still there. Mm-hmm. So we like to keep him there. You know, uh, we had the head coach, but they let him go. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> looking at the the whole situation, man, I'm 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 Dallas needs to keep him at least two more years. I agree. With you. I agree. I agree. You know, yeah, Dave Gettle- Gettleman was a great thing for the Eagles being in the Giants. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Gettleman also. Yeah, he's gone. That's a bummer. You know, Ron Rivera becoming the head coach in Washington is a bummer. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Gary still owns the Cowboys. That's a good thing. McCarthy's yep. still the coach. That's a good thing. So we need to keep what we have that, that's good in place. So keep, you know, keep embrace losing those keep gifts. Yes. Embrace well, the good thing is Jerry's stubborn to a fault. Yep. So maybe even if they're losing, he will keep him as the head coach. But the problem is Sean Payton is dangling, man. He's dangling out there. Oh, he has a That's home in world. Dallas. That's and all you need to know. Jerry loves him some Sean Payton. So yes. that's one to keep your eye on. You know, that's for sure. There's no doubt. I'm getting questions. Do I use mousse or hairspray? How about gel, Joey B? I go a little gel. Okay. Yeah, I use gel too. I borrowed Derek and Barrett's gel and yeah. I use their gel. Yes. For so my natural is, curls. I am a gel man. That is that is for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, that's the NFL news. I, I wanted to pass this along. So, Gunner, I know you got a little show and tell to support this one. We lost a great one in the NBA. Yeah. Bob Lanier, who was a really good center, maybe even before some, yeah. some people's time. Oh, man. 70s yeah. and 80s. Really wow. tough, yeah. tough yep. dude, skilled, big, and he had rather large feet, right, Derek? Yeah, he, you know, this man, um, he he played 15 years in the NFL uh, in, in the NBA, and uh, I got a chance to uh, cover him uh, the last uh, two years he was with the Bucks. The last five years of his career were with the Milwaukee Bucks, and he was one of the most engaging big figures you ever wanted to meet. He was tenacious on the court, but he was like a a jokester off the court, you know, you can easily approach him and talk to him. And as I got to know him, you know, one day I was in the locker room and he says, D gun, you know, you want these. And he gave me a pair of his sneakers. Oh my God. Yeah, look at these. Wow. Now, the one thing that always bothered Bob was the fact that the story was out there that he wore size 22s, right. which was not, which was not tra- Now as big as these are, these are size 18 and a half. So that's the size that Bob Lanier wore. Okay. 18 and a half. And it would bother him. You know, I, he, he took it in good stride, but it bothered him that it was out there that he wore these size 22s, you know. For as much as he was known for his play on the court, he became also an icon for the fact that people thought he wore size 22s and he didn't. But, you know, he's like, hey, you know, hey, you know, Gunner, you want these? And I'm like, yeah. Now, they were leather back in the day. They've been sitting in my closet <laughs> so long, they feel like hard plastic right Those now. Those are Dr. J's, man. They're Dr. J I mean, Converse right there. These, these, are when they, these are when they wore the Converse back in the day, yeah, man. Right. There's so many sneakers out there now. You know, I don't know what's what anymore. You know, I remember when Reebok was big in the league. Uh-huh. You know, um, uh, what, what was it, Adidas, you know, at one point. 
And, yeah. you know, I don't know. Shaq, Shaq wears a 22. Yeah, you know, see, so, you know. You know I, what? Uh, I have a Barclays. You know what? All right, you guys, I'm, I'm, it's in the crawl space. All right? <laughs> you guys, I'll grab it right now. Hang I, on. Hang I want to know. What, I've always wanted to know what's guys, in the crawl Shaq, space he's trying to hide there. Right, oh, right. Oh. Hey, Bear, we, we got to watch him close to me. If something okay, jumps fine. out of that crawl space. <laughs> you imagine if a critter jumped oh, out of that crawl space? Look at this. Look at this. What's he doing, man? Hey, hey, it's like, you remember, you know, that's that's one of those things, you know, them scary movies. Yeah. You don't go in a crawl space, man. You leave crawl spaces alone. You know what I'm saying? Hey, 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 you hear those, you know, when you watch those scary movies and you hear yep. that music when it goes, chow, 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 chow. Yep, yep. Like the Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> chow, 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 chow. You notice how conveniently he flipped the chair around so we couldn't <sighs> see what he was doing in there. You notice that, right? All right, I'm back. Spare the moment. Did, did, see, you didn't think he'd get a crawl space shot. These are Charles oh. Barkley's. Oh, get the hell out of here. That's a Barkley. Yeah, and Barkley actually signed this. So I got this. Wow. This is funny, man. It will obviously what size these are, but I don't even know, Derek. It just made me think about it when right, you when you right. brought it up. If they're not if they're not on the inside of the lip, look along the side. This you know, with these Lanier shoes, they were along the side, side okay. panel of the upper shoe. They're they're only 16. They're 16. Okay. I guess I thought Charles would have bigger feet than that's, that. That's a bear book team. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And okay. I'm a, I'm the same height as he is. I might be an inch taller than him. He say he said he's six five. I think he's like six four. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's I six four and a half. You know, we said. Yeah. yeah. So this was, if you guys remember, uh, I'm trying to remember if he. I think he played his last game at the Wells Fargo Center. Right. I'd have to go back and look. Um, but he came. He came back. He like he had the same injury you had, Barrett. He tore his patella tendon. Yep, yep. In his knee in mm-hmm. his last year. And then he came back and I think played here and they had a whole celebration. I covered the game and they were doing all these like giveaways. And I remember somebody was like, you same thing, Derek. It was like, Hey, you want that sneak? I'm like, yeah, yeah all right, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, that's where that came from. So see so yeah, that Derek and I have a show and tell Barrett, you're next. What do you have? No, wow. you, got, you know, I, I just have my shoes. Look, size 15. I don't know if I can fit in the screen size 15. Okay. Okay. They look, look comfortable. Those, look at those they sneaks. Actually, they look comfortable, actually. I think these are Kobe's. These are Kobe's, I think. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Isn't, that, isn't that the Kobe sign right there? Yeah, I think that I, I think they are Kobe's, actually. They're nice. Hey, Rob, Bob ba- 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 316 says, Rob got a hidden meth lab in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll never tell what's in that crawl space. Ozarks. Right? <laughs> There'll be some bodies in there. It could be a lot going on down there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got the we got uh, Darlene and Ruth and everybody else is in there, man. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah. everybody in there. You're talking the about birds. the Reebok, the Reebok pumps. Yeah, I remember that. I never bought a pair of the pumps. So I, I know never everybody had I knew had the pumps. Yeah. I never wanted the pumps. I'm not. I I'm had not. a pair of pumps. They weren't worth anything. The best shoe yeah. I ever thought I ever wore was was the Charles Barkley's actually. Yeah, okay. the Charles yeah. Barkley's. Okay. I, I loved them, man. I, I I went out and bought a retro pair. And it's the only ones I bought from the retro pair. I don't buy them for myself. But I, I I bought a pair of retro Charles Barkley's. And I didn't pay like $300. I did pay like a buck eighty four, mm-hmm. But I had to have them, man. No, that's the, cool. The, the Max, the Air Max um, Barkley's. Yeah, yeah. But I remember my first pair of name brand cleats. Well, they they were actually uh, given to me by Vi. By yeah. And they were Ruse. Were yeah, they were Walter, Walter Payton was a rue rep. He rep. Yep, the, yep. I remember that in the eighties. Yeah. So he, these rues had, you know, that had the pocket in the tongue. Yep. And you could put money inside the tongue. Uh huh. 
But why do you need money inside the tongue when you're playing football, man? Money all I mean, sweat in. Yeah, that, you remember man. that story? It never Robert, made sense. Robert Parrish one time had a game check, and he, he he got it when he was in his uniform. He didn't know what to do with it. He put it in his sock, okay, and played an entire game with a game check in his sock and didn't realize until the game was over and pulled it out. It was, like, soaking wet and, like, disgusting. But that was probably, like, a $100,000 check just shoved in his sock, and right, he just right. went out and played an NBA game with it. I remember Zeus. I heard a story about Zeus. I didn't play with him when I was at Cleveland, but when Zeus was there, he um he didn't really believe in banks. Oh, geez. So, I mean, I tell you what, Cleveland, no matter how bad they lose or whatever, they're a first class organization. They fed us great, like at you know, at dinner time, you know, they give us shrimp and steak and, and lobster and stuff like that. First class ran organization, they just couldn't win. Right. Well, long story long, Zeus would go at I forget Zeus Orlando Brown. Yeah. So you know who I'm talking about. He would they they dry cleaned our suits if we wanted them to. Hmm. All we had to do was just bring them to work, and they dry clean them for us, you know, and 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 give them back to us. Well, they used to dry clean Zeus's suits, and he had like three or four game checks in it. Mm-hmm. But each one of his game checks was like for three hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Oh my God! Can you imagine? And he had three or four of them. That's like a million bucks, man. Yeah, that is crazy. That is crazy. I'm so I can't even. I can't imagine. Right. I, I panic if I if I can't find five bucks, man. Right. Same here. <laughs> if somebody said ten bucks is on the ground, I'm yelling fumble. And I'm I know. Not I'm saying that right now. You know. I'm with but, it. but Barry, you were talking about first class organizations, and it made me think of something. When I was with the Pittsburgh, uh, when I was in Pittsburgh, working for NBC, I covered the Steelers for ten years. And every first day of training camp for the time that I was there, you talk about a first-class organization. The media spread. Now, back then, we could sit in the same cafeteria as the Steelers. The only thing we couldn't do is we couldn't sit at the table with the players. So the players had their section here, and we had section two sec- two like two segments over. But every day, first day of training camp, big spread, lobster tails yep. and sirloin steaks. Every first day, and they had the biggest – Red bean cherries I've ever seen the best. So you had the best fruit, peaches, cherries, lops. And the thing is, it wasn't just one and done. You could go back and get as many as you wanted. Mm. And I'm like, man, they, now they don't do that anymore because, you know, they're not, they not, not feeding the media like that anymore. But yeah, I, right. I'll never forget, you know, the Roonies took care of the, not just the players, but the media as well, man. That's cool. Man, they still, they that? still feed them like that. Like, I mean, they're devout Catholics, man, fish every Friday. Yeah. Fish every Friday. That's just that's that's how they roll, man. It's just mm-hmm. great organizations, man. Sometimes, yeah. And here I am with the Steelers. I mean, the Eagles. When I first got here, they had times when we didn't have a, um we didn't have a meat, man. Yeah, we yeah. wouldn't have a protein. We'd have like mashed potatoes, green beans, and that's it. Mm-hmm. No meat, what? no chicken, no, no nothing, nothing, nothing. And I remember I was um I was on the elevator with um John Madden one time, and and um. You know, just talking to him, I ended up going up the elevator like five or six times. Um, just just talking. You didn't want to get know. off, you want to no. keep talking. Yeah. You're talking to him like five or six times going up and over down. And we finally got off together. He's like, All right, well, let's go ahead and get off. I say, Man, I gotta go out, I gotta eat lunch. So we get off and we go there, and he's going to eat with me. And he gets up there and he looks down and he sees the salad bar right here. He sees the mashed potatoes, he sees the green beans, and there's no meat. <laughs> I said, what, you guys ran out of meat? Uh, no, they just didn't have meat today. 
What? How? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What? How is this? Yes, Eagles organization. That's exactly what happened. No kidding, that's why man. It's, it's, it's first class right now. You go it over is. to the Novacare Center, it's first class. Right, right. It is. But in that vet, I remember there used to be wild cats living in the vet. Oh, remember yeah. that? Yeah, oh, it was yeah, gross. man. It was gross. Yeah. I used to hey. come in sometimes, early in the morning, i come in sometimes, and it'd be dead cats sitting I mean, they're laying down on the ground because they fell from the Raptors. Yeah, they fall out of the out of, out of the rooftop. Yeah, they, yeah, it was crazy. It was they absolutely never, crazy. You remember the uh, PR guy back in the late uh, '90s, Ron, uh, Ron Howard? Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Yep. I remember Ron Howard telling me a story. And I, my side was hurting mm-hmm. about you know we're talking about all the rats and cats that ran around at the vet. You know, back then the PR office was inside the vet. You know, yep. on the upper level. So mm-hmm. he said one day it was a real bad rainy day. You know, and and there was leaks coming through the ceiling. You know, and they got those. Uh, what are you, those drop ceilings with you know yeah. individual sectional tiles? And some of them warped. So it's, it's a bad rainy day. He's in his office. He's sitting at his desk, and he hears some scratching noise. And all of a sudden, he looks up, and there's a rat looking at him. I need a ceiling. Ah. He, he, he said he jumped up and took off. I laughed. Oh, man, I would never gone back to work after that. I'm that telling rough. you, that, me too. That would freak me out where I'd be like, uh-uh. No, not unless this place is completely fumigated or whatever, man. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, peep this, though. After the game, I'm signing autographs. And, you know, after the game, they give you, like, a sandwich or something like that. So I had a cheesesteak. And as I'm walking by as kids, you know, so I'm signing for the kids. So I get out to, like, you know, 15 feet away from my car. And it was like an overpass type of thing, you know, like we were underneath it going to my car. And a little girl comes, oh, could you sign this for me? So I turn around. I said, of course, you know. So I set my cheesesteak down oh. on the ground in the wrapper. Oh, I set it down. So I oh. signed it. And when I signed it, I finished oh. it. I gave it to the little girl. And I turned around to get my cheesesteak. It was two rats. They oh, picked come it up. Man. Come they on, picked man. it up together. This is no lie. It was like they tagged him. They picked it up oh, together. God. Picked it up together oh, and started walking God. away from him. I said, oh. hey. And when I'm, on, turned around, I said, when I'm turned around and made a noise, man, I don't, I, 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 <laughs> undescribed like I, I'm like, and the little girl was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Two rats took my sandwich and were walking away oh with it, man. Come on, man. Yes, bro. Yes. Hey, man. Thugsville, baby. I can't make this up, man. I can't make it up, bro. That's nasty, bro. That is so yeah. gross. Dude, that is so gross. Oh, bro, my God. Can you believe that? I believe it, actually. Oh, I, that was a piece of work. Then they, they, they had a security guard in there. This dude, he had to have been around 85, 90 years old. He had to have been. It's the summertime. And we go to work out, and we work out, we park, we walk into the vet, and then we drive up to uh, either work out on the field or, or the indoor, you know, because remember, yeah. they just put the field the on top of the right, concrete. Right. Yeah, They put some dirt over the top of it and put, you know, grew grass on it. That's where uh-huh. our practice fields were. So we, you know, I, I drive in and I park on one side. You can park on two sides of where we um, of where we were in the, vet- in the veteran parking lot. So we park, I park on the first side. I go in, I work out, I run, yada, and as I'm coming back up the steps, this old guy says, "Need glasses." Like I said, he's about 85, 90 yeah. years old. He said, "You should have paid your bill." Oh, I'm no. like, "What?" And I didn't think anything of. I'm just an old man, you know, being seen out, just talking. <laughs> I should have paid. What is he talking about? Yeah, yeah and he said, "Yeah, a bunch of you guys didn't pay your bill." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" So I just keep walking, man. What about? So I walked to one side, and it was like. My car's not there. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I parked on the other side. I could have sworn oh, I parked. No. I, like, I almost knew I parked it over here. But all right, let me check on the other side. I'll go over there. And 
It's not over there yet. I'm like, yo, where's my car at? So I'm pissed off. Like, where's my damn car at? You know what I'm saying? And as I'm walking up, I'm with William Fuller also. William Fuller said, man, my car is not here either. So we run over to the security. Hey, man, somebody stole our cars. No. Two or three trucks came in with AAA on them. They were yellow trucks with AAA, blue, a blue, light blue AAA circle on them. And he just let them come in, take the cars, and leave. Oh, my God. Yes. Jeez. Three trucks just came in, took cars, and leave. He didn't think to call anybody. He didn't think to do They came in, took the cars, and drove right back out with them. Jeez. Yo, I said, dude, my truck was paid off. What do you mean I should have paid my bill? You ever get it back? No, I never got it back. Oh wow. Gosh. I didn't want it back after that. Oh wow. man, that's rough. Brother, that that man rough. was a piece of work. Bro. Yeah, you never know what you were getting day a to day. Piece of work, yeah, man. No I mean, doubt. come on, man. You walking down the steps and you look in, there's dead cats over in the corner because uh -uh. they had fell uh -uh, off from uh uh bro. One time, hold it was just wrong stories. How about this? Juan Castile, like the way it was made, the locker rooms on this side, you walk through the um, you walk right across the hallway, and that's where our meetings rooms were. Juan Castillo one time, it was on a, it was a, um, it was a, uh, was it Friday? It was a Friday. It was a Friday before the game. He walks across and gets hit by a golf cart. Oh, yeah, that was bad. It was what? bad, too. Blew his knee out. Yep. Blew it out. What? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it serious. Out. Like, it was not, like, he, he still, I'm not sure he walks the right way today from. No. Blew it out, bro. You know why he didn't, you don't walk the way today? Because instead of him going to the hospital, he goes and the next day shows up at the meeting mm. without going to the hospital because he thought they wouldn't let him um, coach in the game. Yeah, he was that guy. He was that way. Juan was. Yeah. Yep. So he went to the meeting the next day, coached the game on Sunday, and then went to the hospital on Monday. Yep. Yep. Oh. And, and he's the kind of guy who would never raise a stink about it. Like he. Right. he, he yeah. It was. It was. So crazy. imagine if that's a player. Imagine yeah. if a player is inside the building and no tries doubt. to walk across. But hey, yeah. well, last thing, last thing. Yeah, um, well, I know you wanted to talk a little Diddy, so let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Man, it was it was an unbelievable show yesterday with you know being on the stage with Diddy and some of the stuff that you know that he told and stories he told, man. I mean, it was it was really heart jerking, man. So, you know, Marshall Burge Huddle, uh, we had Ray Diddy, man. But he said on the, you know, inside, you know, we were talking to him inside the office and on TV, he said he's gonna make it a point to 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 make sure that he responds to all the emails that people send him. Mm -hmm. Well, a good friend of mine, John, John Scudero, he 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 emailed Diddy and um, you know, and wished him well. He didn't tell me about it. How about I get a text this morning? Hey, that Ray's a stand-up guy. And he sent the email. He he, wow. he responded to John's email. He doesn't know John from a can of paint, mm -hmm. but yeah. he sent an email thanking him. And and I mean, and, and it's great. not like just a couple of sentences, you know what I'm saying? It's like a little paragraph on um thanking him for 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 supporting him and everything else, man. How about yeah, that, bro? That's right, that, bro. That's right. He's the real deal. Like sometimes you see people on TV or radio or whatever, and they portray themselves in, in such a way like, oh, he must be the greatest guy in the world. And then you come to find out behind the scenes that they're right. just the biggest creep you'll ever, you know, right, encounter. Yep. Yeah. Ray is the opposite of that. What you see Absolutely. on camera is what you get right. in person. I, right. There's no other way I can can put it. I mean, he's gonna be joining us tomorrow. At one o'clock, we'll talk to him about his decision, you know, to, to head into retirement and all that. But because people ask me that a lot, they're like, listen, he, he comes off like such a great guy, man. Dude, what's he what's he really like? And I'm like, yeah. and when I tell them, they're like, no, come on. I'm like, 
No, really. Like, he right. is that dude. And and then you know they then they finally believe you. But I always tell people, I don't know if you guys have experienced this. Barry, you've lived it, but I mean, Derek, I, I'll let people say, hey, how's how, talking about players or right. coaches? How's so and so? And I'm like, I, I'm I'm not gonna do that to you, man. Just you know, you really like no. that guy, right? All good. Just just leave it like that. You don't you really don't want to know sometimes. because it, it is it can be a bummer when you get around people sometimes and you're like, Right, jeez, man. Yeah, I, I, I learned I've learned my lesson a long time ago when people ask me, um, how is so and so as a player? Even if I didn't like him, I'm going to give him a glowing report because you don't know who knows who nowadays. Amen. Right. You know, right. and if you got to go back in that locker room and you, you know, you, you've got to have a, a cordial working relationship with people. The last thing you want to hear is somebody blindsiding you. Hey man, I heard you said this about me, mm-hmm. you know? So I keep a lot, I keep any negative comment to myself in that regard. Yep. Yeah, and we all, and we all know whether it's a teammate, a coworker or a player that you're covering, there are some you just wish would move on with his life's work and go somewhere else, you know, <laughs> yes, and, yes. but you, you do what you got to do. So that's, you know, Hey, you, if you ask me how so-and-so, you know, I, I try to be as honest as I can, but there's uh, also a fine line between being honest and being stupid, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I may be, I may be borderline dumb, but I'm not stupid. So. <laughs> exactly. Bro, look, so these fans are crazy, man. You yeah. Philly fans. He said I tore off the middle and still ate the cheesesteak. Oh, uh, <laughs> he probably did. Yeah, he probably did. No, but the way that they yeah. turned around, looked at me, and made that little noise. No, I didn't he do probably it. Did. Yeah, uh, if I know Barrett, Barrett barely eat, eat, eat the bark off a tree. I, he probably did. Oh my god. Oh man. On that note, all right. So tomorrow, Ray Dinger at one. We'll have Brian Dawkins yeah. on Friday. So dog, uh, baby, back to back. Hall of Famers, man. Uh, we just keep it rolling. And again, if you missed the uh, Howie Roseman interview or you missed Mark Jackson or any part of the show, you want to go back easy. Very simple, man. Just go right. to Jacob Media YouTube Network or Sports Take. It's all there for your consumption. Tell a friend. Smash the like button. That's for sure. Guys, it was fun as always. Yeah, yeah. Great day. And we, we Great keep day. it rolling tomorrow, man. For D Gun, for B Brooks. I am. Let me know how that brisket is, B Brooks. I That's got right. You. That's right. Yeah, eat up, Barrett. They watch the rats. Okay, watch right. the rats. So everybody have a great Wednesday. We appreciate everybody uh, streaming, hanging, listening with us in the comment section. We love you guys. All the yeah. best. Sports take. Jacob Media YouTube Network. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank do you stream on a roku fire stick android tv or apple tv now you can watch 6abc 24 7 with the 6abc philadelphia streaming app the big story and that can search 6abc philadelphia and start streaming today 
in Philadelphia. We celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.